in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Monday, February 6th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Want to get your MBA? Want to get it in under 14 months and feel like you're being paid to do so in the process? The UofL College of Business can make it happen for you. To find out how, visit business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6, here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming wherever you can stream anything. You know it better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here. In the pilot seat, Trevor Kelsey behind the glass. TK, I, when last we talked, it was Thursday. You were still feeling a little bit of rough from your your medical issues last week. We had intern Patrick in here filling in gracefully on Friday. You've had the weekend to hopefully rest and recuperate. How are we feeling on this Monday afternoon? To quote the principal from Breakfast Club, <laughs> strong like bull. And I was going to mess with the bulls. That's going to say. Either way, I'm a bull, baby. <laughs> By the way, I love how you can, they can help you get your degree in 14 months. I was saying to myself. Less than 13 months. Less than, less 13, than 14 months. I just started thinking to myself, technically, I've been working on my degree for like 16 years. Well, this would be an MBA. So I, this, I, I think you're going to need. Well, I think I, it's going to take longer to get to the MBA. Yeah, you're going to need the, you're gonna need that undergrad <laughs> before you you dive into the, the postgrad. There's a postgrad? Well, that's what an MBA is. That's. I think it's an NBA. I was no, thinking. No. <laughs> you have a college of business. Not, have you been thinking I've been saying NBA this entire We've been doing these reads for like five months. No. The UFL College of Business. It's an MBA. I'm thinking that at all. It's an MBA. <laughs> anyway. Did you miss me? I did. I I did. I'm feeling so much. I woke good, up Friday. Uh, Friday, I woke up. Uh, I actually listened to some of Friday's show with you and Patrick. I uh, listened about the first half. I didn't get a chance to listen to the second half, but this is the first half. Enjoyed it. Uh, it makes me worried about my job. Patrick's doing such a damn good job. I'm like, I, I got to get better. He's getting better I, every I, day. I, I, I got to get on the straight and narrow here. Well, the good news for you is he's going to college. Pretty yes, soon. yes. He's going to get his MBA. He's going to get his MBA <laughs> maybe five years from now. But he's but he's going to UofL, I think, is, is the latest, which means he can probably still do stuff for he the radio He can go about wherever he wants. Yeah, he, he, I think he can probably uh, do stuff for the radio he can't, he can't get away from us. Once, once we suck you in, you've learned this already within a year now. He's never going to leave. You're never leaving. He's never leaving. I, I hope you know that you, I mean, you, you're not going anywhere either, right? I'm here forever. That's that's how we do it here in the X. I mean, it's, we've been around for almost um, 13 years. We got no choice but to I've get, been here since day one. But to get bigger and to get X year. That's, oh, the, that, that's, that's how, the only goal. 
So Friday I woke up. I had I told you I had like I think I told you Thursday I had not eaten since like Sunday. Yeah, it's been a on while. Thursday. And I, I had a little bit of mashed potatoes on Thursday. You look thinner. I, thank you. Yeah. You I think nice. it's the sweatshirt's a bigger X Could that be. I bought. <laughs> also, I got a new shirt in the mail when I was walking out the house. I haven't opened to see what it is yet. I forget what I ordered. So we, we can play. What did Trevor order while uh, <laughs> while while having colitis and and, and and on medication? Who knows? But uh, yeah, but uh, so Thursday, Friday, I wake up and I'm feeling so much better. My sleep's just completely all waxed. I've slept pretty much all week except for the day I came in here and did the show on Thursday, which I didn't say anything bad, did I? You don't even. I, I knew you weren't going to remember. It's fine. Vaguely you remember. Did well. you did I vaguely well. remember Monday's show too. But given the circumstances, you did well. Thank you. Thank you. That's right here. That's that's the that's the the, the C level grade I aim for right there. Yeah. But uh, so Friday I wake up and I'm just like every bit of my hunger is back. Like I'm just that's I, good. I'm just going through the fridge just looking for anything that I didn't eat over the last four days and nuking it back up. Some little bit of pasta that was in there. I've got to I got to cut out spicy food for a while. Uh, mainly drinking just juice and water right now. I've actually got a mix. Of, I've got grape juice next to a cran apple juice. Nice. Uh, I'm not really feeling the cran apple to be honest with you, but I don't waste not want not. And that's about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm, 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 I'm gonna get there. Next thing you know, you and me are going to be sharing shirts, uh, man. It's a, uh, we both our eating habits and dietary habits have both had to change dramatically since we started doing the show together. <laughs> I mean, I used to come in here with coffee and candy every day. You yeah. Your Arby's, but now we both have like our little water. I got my little electrolytes thing. You've got your, your juice situation going. It's, I think I can sub Arby's. I just can't get the mellow yellow really. And okay. maybe limited on. I mean, I, I, maybe we take the Arby's down a little bit for just. Well, the time yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's not. That's not too spicy though. Well, but maybe like they said maybe just in general, we just we just take like I can only eat Arby's so back. many mashed potatoes and things of soup over the last couple of days, like I have been. It's, Trevor, it's been like a week. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, you, you could do this a little bit longer. You, I mean, what do, you, what do you expect, man? I mean, I mean, it hasn't even been a week. You didn't eat until like started eating, eating until Friday. It's been like four days. <laughs> been that really technical. I finally got something out that wasn't in the fridge on Saturday and Sunday. So. Now the bigger question right now is this. Okay. What are the plans for the week? Are we doing Super Bowl? Are we not doing Super Bowl? I'm, I'm actually on the fence right now. I'm keeping on prices. I want to. What really kind of start has started to turn me. It isn't the price of the ticket, which I know will go down. I mean, it went, I checked it. It was 45 on Saturday. It, last night before I went to bed, it, they were down to four. So if I get them down to three, I'm going to feel better. What's really kind of worrying me is the hotels. Mm. I, in the greater area of the good city of Phoenix, which is like uh terrible airport. Yeah. Yeah. That's not actually the only time I've been to Phoenix was in the airport. It's not good. Not a good time. Yeah. I didn't have much time either. I got a piece that was nasty. Um, you'd be lucky to find a hotel room less than like 250 bucks a night. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know, I did this in Minneapolis. I stayed in, in Austin, Minnesota. For those that don't know the great city of Austin, it has a bookstore. Um, it's great like, music festival. It's, it's the it's the north by east west. It has it had, the gas station next to my hotel had a payphone with a sign above it that says car phone, which I thought was <laughs> odd. I think I still have a picture of that. I'll have to send it to you if I can find it. I thought this is this is where you get this is your cell phones in Austin, Minnesota in 2017. How that works. So. Um, yeah, so, so I, I, know, I mean, I, I get that. And they were like an hour, hour and 20 minutes away or so. So I started, unfortunately, Minnesota does have more offerings of cities with hotels than Arizona does. Um, and so I started looking through surrounding areas. And I went as far as Tucson, which is an hour and hour and 50 minutes away, roughly, which is a little longer than I want to drive. But I'll look at it. Nothing under 150 bucks there. 
I start looking around cities a little maybe farther east on the way there. Long story short, probably too late to say that, but nonetheless, the closest I could find was about two hours away. There were some hotels that were under a hundred bucks, but maybe a hundred to hundred fifty dollars a bucks a night. I can't confirm yay or nay if they are or are not crack houses, but they are very similar to the ones I used to, I would imagine to see in watching New Jack City. I think one of them did have even a picture of a VCR in front of it. It's kind of the hotel situation, like on standard weekends in standard big cities these days. Like, I mean, this yeah. is, this makes me wish this was in Indianapolis. Yeah, I wouldn't have to. I could just drive up there today. So I'm I'm gonna. Do you play... know anybody who owns a camper? <laughs> just camp in the desert. I mean, if I could sleep in my car, they I would probably be drive out to the desert a little bit. So the, the original thought was, hey, I could go out there, maybe get out there on like a Thursday or Friday, and stay. That's probably the the cut loose. I, awesome. I can't spend. I'm not, I'm not dropping a grand on a hotel for four days. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna look at it. I'm gonna keep an eye on the tickets. Worst case scenario, I will leave here on Friday after the show and drive over and drive there and get there by Saturday night. God, you're mad, man. If I have to, I love it though. But the only the only thing to disappoint me is if I do if I don't get out there, can I do a video conference with my class? Oh yeah, uh, he has sent me. I've got his contact. He actually sent me a DM to you. Yeah, okay, he, okay. he has house feeling. I, I didn't get a chance to reply to it, so I do apologize. I've got his listening. contact information because he, he caught up on the shows and heard that you would be interested. Yeah. And he was like, I'll be texting them the show next week. This is my number. Get TK. And if you don't know what we're talking about, there's a teacher in the Phoenix area who wants Trevor to come speak to his students uh, if Trevor does make it to the Super Bowl, which in and of itself is the greatest thing that's ever happened at the show. So if I did go, it'd probably, I'd have to do the speaking arrangement on Monday, the day after the Super Bowl, if I did it. Because I'd probably leave, I'd probably wouldn't get there in time to do a, a Friday thing. Because I, like I said, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, watching these tickets up, to, up until probably Friday. Well, you always want to catch the kids on a Monday. Fridays are Fridays Plus, are overrated. They say now, they say that kids are in their best mood on Mondays. Fridays they're just that, they're just they're too tired. They're they're not locked in. They're not raring to go for the weekend. Mondays is when you really get their attention. Plus, what if we lose? And I go in on a Monday. <laughs> just well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be like Paul Rudd when he got broken up in a, in, in the uh, role models movie. I'm just going to go in there and say, like, listen, you little brats. <laughs> just launches into a 15-minute tirade about Mahomes. I'm going to grab some chubby kid like and have and Billy Madison start shaking his cheeks. Never leave this age group. They screwed us. <laughs> they screwed us. Thanks for all the thanks, thanks for the hospitality, Phoenix. What do you know about anything? <laughs> Cardinals suck. The city's in a giant freaking ashtray. Oh. I paid $200 to stay in a hotel room. I got bed bites. We lose the game, and you little junior SOBs want advice? Here's some advice. Give up now. Life's tough. <laughs> it's, not, it's not tough. It's impossible. You're never going to get anything you want out of this thing. And if you root for, if you root for Mahomes, screw you. <laughs> get out of my face. Uh, now I kind of want this to happen. So I, I, I'm still a kid. I'm still a kid in like a Kansas City show to chug up an. Uh, Hey, uh, racer at him, hit him in the head. <laughs> you were just bragging about being at the Big X since day one. This may be the only way to get you out. It's like a some sort of incident at a school in Phoenix after the Eagles lose the Super Bowl. Well, it depends. I mean, will they be mad if I miss a few more extra days because I have to, you know, post bail? <laughs> it'd be a bad look for the station. It'd be a, it'd be a tough look. You may have to shadow produce uh, for a little bit if, if, uh, if that wound up happening. And oddly enough, if, it, if I do that on the air, it won't be the first time it's happened to the station. What's that? Someone being arrested on the air. <laughs> oh, God, really? We had a morning host. <laughs> I did not know that. Is it TJ? No, 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 no. And it was what it was. He was. We had an IU guy he used to do a, a, very, a morning show at 4KRC. 
and he was at uh, the Big Ten Media Days. Is it just the cats? No, no. This show actually lasted amazingly longer. This is how Scoots came into be with us. He oh. was producing the show. And um, he was doing the show. He was doing a show. He was coming back from the Big Ten Media Days, and he was doing a show actually from the airport, like that morning. And I guess they figured, assumed he was being too loud because he was <laughs> he was like sitting in the terminal. I, I can always picture he's in the terminal, like just like his earbud on, and he's you know got the the, the, the what are like a JK equipment set up or something. Uh-huh. Pull back the curtain for those that don't know. It's a little you know audio box that hooks up to the Comrex and gets us on the air. And uh, he I guess he's being loud, and I asked him to, like I guess tone it down or be quiet. And I don't know if he just like didn't didn't appreciate their. Their, uh, their 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 advice, their crit- criticism, <laughs> and he got back with them. And he got kind of smart with them, and they asked for his ID, and it turned out he had like a uh, warrant for like a speeding ticket or something. Oh, and his, so they arrested him. <laughs> they, I love it here like, in the middle of the show. I love this place. Like we were, like, we were at commercial break. Actually, I, I I can't take full credit. We were at commercial break, so I guess I would be taking be the first, but. Like he had to says come back. He's like, well, uh, he's like finished the show on his own. I think he just did the last like forty five minutes by himself. Oh God, uh, that was uh, one of our uh, more classic uh, attempts at uh, doing an IU show. Much much like their program over the last decade, uh, fell flat on its face. Well, we have uh, who's report Matt Denison now. Still we do you're rock right, and yeah. rolling. He's not just IU. He he's Southern Indiana in general. Right. He does you know, everything high school and so it doesn't count as much. But the name is still the Hoosier, it is. the Hoosier Report. It is not just a clever name. No, well, it's also just a state, not just a program. It is. It's that we have a lot going on. <laughs> that uh, same guy fell asleep on the air once too. By the way, same guy got arrested. Yeah. Who is this guy? You have to get me off. He literally fell asleep on the air. He woke. He woke up in the middle of and goes, did I make it? <laughs> it's happening. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton text line number, by the way. We're taking thoughts from you guys for the next three hours. Questions, comments, concerns, topic ideas, reactions to anything that's being discussed, all on the Thornton text line. And remember to download that refreshing rewards app today. It's going to save you money every time you get a fuel up at the pump or when you need a tasty treat from inside any one of the 65,935 area Thornton's 37. locations. Two more just popped up? Yep, just now. Damn. It, the guys know what they're doing. You better read faster next They're time. good. They're good. Uh, hit us up after you have those tasty treats and you filled up by texting at 502-414-1450. TK, outside of the the sports, and we'll get into Louisville basketball here in just a second. Oh, man, that was a tough one. How was the weekend? I know you rested up. Did you have a chance to, to partake in any of the typical TK activities, or was it more just rest, relax, refocus, reset, reverb? Are you just asking if I watched movies, played Madden, and killed brain cells? That's exactly what I'm asking. I did on Saturday and Sunday. Hey, so you're back. I'm back. I, I tell you, Saturday. You feel back. I think by the time I, I got up by Saturday afternoon, I was I was close to 85, 90%. And Sunday, I was feeling feeling much better and, uh, and, and got Kalitas back. The can't keep you down. You can't, you can't keep me down. It's, that's how it's spelled, first of all. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've you've seen like medical conditions that have ITIS at the end of it, right? Like, you know, bronchitis, meningitis. Like, you know, they're all pronounced itis. I like how you assume I know how these words are spelled, let alone pronounced properly. Well, I'm just fair point. True. Okay. Yeah. Colitis. It carried on on Friday. People kept texting in about it. They, they, it was the funniest thing that happened last week. I think it's colitis. I, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's colitis. <laughs> It's the blame colon. Okay, it's something with my colon. It's something with my colon. 
which I mean, I've I've had about I, I, you know, I've got on the bingo card of uh, internal uh, problems. I've had the I've had gallstones. I've had uh, uh, kidney stones. Kidney stones. Yeah. I've had now uh, colitis. Of all of, two like, of those three, since we started doing the show together, yeah, I'm, I'm, and two of the three pretty much on air. And meanwhile, since you and you've gotten like yeah. long COVID, short COVID, medium COVID, every COVID, yeah, COVID two X, COVID two point I mean, and everything that comes along with it. Yeah, you've got all the, the, the reboots, and we just had more reboots than Star Wars since they went to Disney. God, the uh, I, of all of them, the the, the colitis really kind of was the more pain, almost the kicker of all three of them, because at least with the gallbladder, I was able to get surgery. It was good. With the key, with the kidney stones, it really only lasted one day. You pass it, it's over. Right? Yeah, it dissolves, I mean, it's over. And I didn't even. Yeah, and I thankfully knock on wood didn't have to worry about the passing part. Uh, and it lasted like one night. Like this lasted like four or five days. Yeah, you were in rough shape. And it was just nonstop, and it's just like consistently just stomach cramps, stomach cramps, stomach cramps. So it was very irritating, very annoying. I couldn't keep anything down. I couldn't. It had no appetite. So this was one of the worst. I mean, I wouldn't say it was probably. On a pain threshold, it was third, but obnoxiousness, it was number one. And uh, so, yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't a fan. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> if you're thinking about celebrating the spring <laughs> with some colitis, looking, I'd, I'd advise against it. With Valentine's coming up, yeah. would, you're looking to surprise that that that's a special someone with something a little different than roses, candy, and a movie. Avoid maybe maybe stick to the uh, the old school script and, and avoid getting her colitis. Well, you sound more chipper and more like yourself today. Well, thank you. I, I do feel it. Monday, you were. I mean, you were before we even knew what was going on. I could tell you were you were in rough shape. You weren't I talking was. a lot. You were kind of pale. Uh, you were just not not your typical TK self. And then you end up passing out in the bathroom for like seventeen hours. I woke up at nine o'clock. Yeah, that's not good. That's. I, was, I mean, it was, <laughs> you should have told me to stay. I, what were you gonna do? I mean, make sure that you're not dead in the bathroom. Like, what are you going to trust me? First of all, you did not want to walk in there. Well, I stayed here for like 10 minutes until like the noises subsided. And I was like, hey, are, are you okay, man? And you're like, you're fine. I'll see you, see you tomorrow. And I was like, I was like, I stayed there for a little bit longer. And I'm like, is, 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 someone else was here too, wasn't there? Debbie was in the bathroom next to you. Oh, good Lord. I know. I felt, I was like, this is not good. <laughs> I do remember someone else saying something as they were like, I couldn't remember if it was Debbie or not, but they were like, there's some donuts in the, like I'm, I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> like, where, where am I? There's some donuts. there's some donuts in there if you want. Have a good bye bye. I'm like bye. That, that'll settle down that stomach. I mean, by the way, they're still in the front seat of my car. Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then I, I guess she left, and I just kind of just closed my eyes for a minute and fell asleep sitting on the toilet here. Oh. I woke up and I looked at my phone, and it was like a little after nine. I was like, crap. Yeah. I knew that was bad. And then when you weren't responding to texts, about, like, I was like, I, I, he's in a rough shape. Yeah, when I don't respond to texts, you know that's yeah. using my, my my sign. I'm, I don't feel good. I waited until like after midnight because I'm like, this is when he's alive and doing stuff. <laughs> and you were not having it. And then the next day is when you didn't hear anything until you were, told me and Troy that you were uh, at the emergency room. So I'm like, he must be. So that was you, you had a rough week. I mean, props to you for coming in on Thursday. I didn't want you we to. We had to win. We had a win. We had a win. We would. Be, it would have been. But it kind of would have been on Kalina, brand. I'll, you know, I'll get that maybe two, three, one more times in my life. We don't, we don't get that many wins. It would have been on brand though for us to not have a show <laughs> the first time that we win a game in 2023. Because again, the only time that people really want to listen to the show are the only times that we have gigantic problems. It seems like. Yeah. So I was like, dude, if you can't do the show, we can't do the show. We couldn't. But you came in. You, you were a trooper. You got the extra rest. And now you're you know, a week later. You're back to the standard TK. Oh, I'm back. I, I can't Classic wait. TK. This is why I, I never have been so thankful there's two weeks between a Super Bowl. 
Yeah. Uh, that yeah, that came up very, per- very, very well this week. Uh, yeah, because the NFC title game was when it kind of started hitting me and it didn't enjoy that as much as I probably could have either. But, uh, but yeah, this, last night was a good night. Watched, uh, watched a couple movies, you know, watched uh, Catch Me If You Can again. You, know, you like you, that you, one? You like, just watched it. Well, no, it's just that it was just added on HBO Max. So oh. I watched it again. Then I watched 42, and then I watched a movie called Miss March. Never heard of it. Uh, I think you would like it. Miss March? Miss March. Very raunchy sophomore comedy. Okay. About a man who him and his girlfriend uh, are saving themselves because his brother had a uh, bad trip down having uh, losing his virginity. So him and his girlfriend are like this big, like, like anti-sex all through high school. And at prom night, he's finally going to have sex, and he gets knocked out and goes into a coma. And he wakes up four years later and finds out his girlfriend's a Playboy model now. And he has to go find her and find out what happened. Okay. And it's got Craig Robinson in it, who's a rapper. And it's that's all I can tell you. And it's the most hilarious character he's ever played in his life. I don't hate it. You, I think you it might. sounds good. Listen, if, if you like just complete stupid sophomoric humor, and it Sometimes. is, trust me, it is. It, there is no intelligence to this movie whatsoever. Uh, it, I find it very funny. I think it got like a three on Rotten Tomato. That's fine. Comedies are always intermixed with reviews. When it comes to my giving reviews, I'm always going to give a slight nod to the very uh, Richard and Fart joke, sophomore humor that it is. Because that's just, I like it. Well, comedy is such a a personalized thing, too. Like, when you see, every now and then there'll be a a comedy that just gets ripped to shreds by reviewers, and I'll watch it, and it will suck. And then sometimes there's comedies that get ripped to shreds by reviewers, and I'll watch it, and I'm like, well, this is... It's my humor. I enjoy it. I think it's funny. Yeah. So you just, you got to go in like with your own, own mindset. Yeah, com- and I think especially when you're going to be like, if you say something's a good movie, like someone tells me, Elvis, that's a good movie. No, that movie sucked. Catch me if you can. That's a good movie, no matter what your taste is. That's a good one. Yeah, people like Elvis. I never, I haven't seen it. I can't judge yeah, for myself. Much. You didn't watch the whole thing, though. I couldn't get to it, man. man. It was bad. That first 30 minutes. Ugh. You bailed. Walk the Line. That's a good biopic of a musician. I like Walk the Line. Yeah, see? I uh, like Money Pit. That's my response to your answer. I enjoy the Money Pit. <laughs> that's my response to your statement. So your weekend, how was it? Did yeah. you? I mean, I know you missed me all week, but you had, you had Gary at Patrick. You'd, you got a nice little spice of life in there to get you, you know, appreciate the things that you had, the little things you have in life, or in I my like, case, big things. I like that. So Gary's calling card. When if you want to know if it's a Gary produced show, it's <laughs> yeah. always that he does the wrong intro. <laughs> but I don't get, I don't even know where he sees the intro. Oh, I see it. It's, it's the fourth email down now. It's the but it, it's it's like a, it's a but it's never the same one. It, it, it's never like every now and then it's like the welcome back one, like the very first one yeah. that we had. The on Friday on Thursday or Wednesday, I should say, it was the one that like I'd forgotten even existed. It was like the whole montage of U of L. Oh yeah, the, then, what's the label is the the second one. Yeah, and yeah. then like, I've gotten so much into the rhythm now with the, like, the the one that we have now, and then doing the all right, and like the all right thing doesn't work when like it's just it just ends abruptly, and then like I'm just like all right, all right. What's the closing song do I have on that one? I don't know, but it, cause the welcome back one just ends, and it, then the smooth. Rob Thomas. Oh, that's okay. That that's okay. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. And then the the other one I don't remember, but it's just, it's just kind of awkward. It's a different lead in. But I love <laughs> Gary's is awesome. I think I think he really enjoys coming in. He loved playing the 
the Josh Pastner and Michael Scott game, which was fun. Yes, on Wednesday. I do. I do remember. Oh, that's right. He said he did poorly though. He did him. terrible. Yeah, horribly. Eight out of twenty was bad. Ooh, that is not good. But then, uh, and Patrick on Tuesday and Thursday was doing his uh, Tuesday and Friday was doing his his Patrick. I heard he came in great. with a Friday theme as well, which was awesome. He did a theme. It was all which it was a theme that I enjoyed until I found out what it was, and then it just made me horribly depressed. Because well, it was when he was born. I think. Yes, like all the songs. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is right up my alley. I'm like, this is sophomore year of college. And then he's like, these are all these are the number one songs the week that I was born. And I was like, oh my god, it's <laughs> not how I wanted to kick off my Friday. Just kick me in the nuts and call me 50 years old at this point. It was, uh, it was so that that made me a little bit uh, sad. At least if you're 50, you want to swing the leg high. And then like during the break, Patrick's talking about. It, he's like, oh, I'm just realizing like the difference in our age is like it's still smaller than or it's larger than like my total like life he's like if you double my age i still wouldn't be as, i'm like you're just making this worse patrick he's like he's like i've never been your age i'm like i get it i get it. i was 20 when you were born it's been a i'm i'm significantly older than you you're a senior in high school um it's it's yeah so uh, it, patrick was just making everybody feel bad i want to say everybody <laughs> Sorry, I mean, specifically me on friday but i enjoy him he's doing a great job but we had we had a good weekend friday the first like weekend night in a long time where neither one of us have had like anything going on, which was nice. Okay. Uh, we watched the new Naper Gatsy special. I haven't chance to watch it yet, but you did you did recommend it. I texted you and told you I saw it on there. It's it, it's his act that he did when he was on tour when he, he's at the um, Center for the Arts in November that we went and saw. Does that make you feel like a guinea pig a little bit? No, because he's. I mean, it's. I guess he recorded this though probably long ago, but. I don't know when when the actual special was recorded, but it's the same act that he does with, with variations here and there okay. on a tour, which is how it works. I mean, and I, I, I kind know. of enjoy it because like this, we've we've seen him now a few times. We've seen I've seen John Mulaney on tour. I've seen Chappelle on tour before his specials come out. Seinfeld before his new special, and it's kind of I fun because so state of I've seen one. Yeah, it, it was fun because I don't know if everybody else is the same way. When you leave, like you know, you'll laugh for if it's good, you'll laugh for like a solid hour. And then you leave, and you can only remember like three or four of the bits really well. Yeah. And you kind of just forget. And so when you watch the special a few months later, like, oh my god, yes, like this is the that's the part where I was laughing so hard, I just I totally forgotten it. And it's why it's always fun to to watch when the specials come out. But it, it was good. I enjoyed it. Highly recommend if you if you want to. I, I probably spend a weekend check that laughing. Out, yeah. It's it's very good. I do enjoy stand up comedian. Yeah. Saturday we're all over the place doing kid stuff. We had yeah just. Well, yeah, how's uh, you had I guess the ballet, ballet morning. Yeah. Ballet mornings are becoming a thing. It's uh, the, those are fun. Um, no, that's not going to continue when football starts, right? Uh, Saturdays, no. Okay, we're starting soccer in March, so we'll see how that goes. Maybe we have to maybe move back to Sunday. Yeah, well, so- soccer's <laughs> going to be on Wednesdays. Um, we'll see how we'll, we'll see how things go. I mean, wacky it, Europeans and their dates on the. I mean, you realize it's going to be like you know we're getting to that age now. John will start playing sports here in a few years. Like the weekends are just going to be. Taking up, it's already starting. Like, yeah, uh, you know, yesterday we had, you know, we ran some errands. Um, Virginia, Virginia met up with like a friend from school at the library. It's like, like I'm living dad. the scene from old school. I know. <laughs> this is the way the weekends work it's now. A typical Saturday. That's the way it goes. Yeah, we go to the library to meet her friends. We go to the play, little playground time after that. It's just a little tidbit, by the way. That was uh, if you, did you have, uh, when he made that was an ad, when he did that whole verse. That was actually a. Uh, uh, Ad libbed because if you notice before the scene, there's a poster that says Mitchell Palooza Thursday night. And it was a inconsistency. And, and he goes yeah. there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you had a good weekend then. Solid weekend. Enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Started watching, uh, I watched a little bit of Breakpoint, the series, but it's like the 
the new sports doc on Netflix from the people who produced the one about Formula One that I like so much. Oh, yes, yes. It's about yes, tennis. Yeah, they love, yeah, they love that auto racing. Big on the, the first two episodes were, were, were very good. I'm into it. I also watched the first episode of The Last of Us on HBO, which everybody's talking about now. Uh, now, is it, I liked it. Is this, this the season, the first season finishing? or No, they're on like episode four. I think episode four aired last night. Oh, now I'll have to. Yeah, I'll you'll wait. watch it later. Is it, should, should I start it when it does end, though? I, don't, I mean, I've only seen the one episode. Oh, okay. I've seen the very first one. I enjoyed it. So, and are they? They're an hour, right? The first one was long. It was like an hour and fifteen minutes. Okay, so we'll see. But it was a good weekend. Uh, it, w- it would have been a better weekend had Saturday gone a little bit uh, better, which we will take a break and talk about coming up after the break. Hold on, give me a read real quick. Cars fall until uh, to the the Florida State Seminoles by three points. Positives to be taken away. Negatives to be taken away. You know the drill. It's standard Monday after a weekend of college hoops. Uh, we'll get we'll share our thoughts. We'll get your thoughts at 502-414-1450. We can also react a little bit to yesterday, which was a better day on the hardwood for the Cardinals as the Louisville women's team takes down number 11 North Carolina in a, a, a game that was fun. Not exactly the most aesthetically pleasing game. A t- solid grinded out victory and one that I think the cards desperately needed to have. So we'll talk about all that coming up after the break. Keep it locked right here. Mike Rutherford Show continues next on 1450 and 7th or 8th grade when both those songs came out. So we're talking like 98, 99. I was living over in your neck of the woods, current neck of the woods. Oof, man. I was on, on Nor- Norburn when this, when this came they out. They still love Casey and JoJo over at Norburn. So <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. You drive around, it's all you hear. Oh, man. The, and the, next. I, I was living in the, the I, I crashed in the basement of that house. We called it the dungeon. Uh, that uh, Casey and JoJo was rocking in the dungeon on, on a, many a nights. I believe that. Uh, welcome back in Rutherford Show Monday here on uh, 1450 The Big X. We got into all sorts of nonsense. We welcomed a healthy TK back to the show. What happens when you get a healthy TK That's in here? That's exactly right. We dominated the first part of, of the show. We didn't even have a chance yet to talk any Cardinal sports, which happened over the weekend. Yeah. We'll talk. We can get into the women's game here in, in a second, but we'll focus on the men's game here. 81-78 final score on Saturday. And, and, and I'll say this. This is the, the way that I'll start this discussion because there's good, there's bad. There's ugly. There was definitely ugly. 
for a brief moment in time on Saturday, yeah. it felt kind of like Cardinal basketball. Like, like, like the way that Cardinal basketball was supposed to feel in early February. You've got a nice comeback. We have a 17-2 to run. The team is playing competent basketball. The Yum Center, as I said on Friday, the crowd that's going to be there is going to be good. We've had good crowds all season long from a supportive standpoint, from a, you know, they get a little bit rowdy down there. The numbers are not where we would like them to be, but there's still more than, you know, 95% of the sport. You're still getting double figures, five figures, in attendance at this game, I think they won. The announcers like, bragged about our attendance, saying even though they're averaging around eleven, twelve thousand, that's still in your top it's still, tier. It's a lot. It's not yeah. a lot for us, but no. it's still a lot for general college basketball program to have. Yeah. When JJ Trainer completes the dunk to tie the game at seventy six, which was like that type of play, when when the ball is like in the air, I'm like, well, there's no way in hell this is gonna work. I, I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't know where that ball's going. I can tell you where it's not going. And that's through the basket. I, I hope every fan is paying attention because someone's going to get hit with a ball. I mean, you're thinking like either either trainer's not going to be looking. The pass is going to go 17 rows into the crowd. Trainer's not going to finish. There's going to be like you, you expect something bad to happen yes. in that moment after watching this team play for the last three months. And yet, boom, perfect play. Trainer, alley-oop, catch the dunk. Place goes nuts. We're tied at 76. I went nuts. And I, I did too. And I was like, my God, this feels... This feels normal. This is what I'm used to at this time of the year. Mom comes running in the room. Are you feeling okay? <laughs> I was like, I'm feeling great. <laughs> and then, you know, reality takes hold again. We give a wide open layup. We uh, don't convert on the other end. We end up with a, we have call timeout with eight seconds left on a shot clock. And we get an LLS desperation 30-foot heave. And it ended up in a shot clock violation anyway, didn't it, I think? No, the shot I think would have counted. Okay. If it did, because they didn't blow, they didn't blow the, the play dead. I was thinking we did. They could have called a violation because it didn't hit the rim. Oh, yeah, but yeah. But they let it they, they got they let them keep yeah, playing. Say, okay. So if it hadn't gotten out of his hands, they would have blown it dead. But then we give up. You know, They make three out of four free throws. We end up with uh, a final chance to tie. And I'll be perfectly honest. When that mad scramble, which was, <laughs> was not the way we drew it up, but we got a wide-open look from Mike James. Oh. When it winds up being him and he's that open, I'm like, we're going to overtime. I, I thought he was going to drill it. I I I I'm 100. I was we, we were kindled spirits spirit animals at the time. I was right there with you. I I mean I, I had this this Eric Johnson Texas moment in my mind. Yeah, Kaiser UCLA. I mean, praise God the win. I mean, I just I saw it going up, and I mean when it hit off the rim, I kid you not. I mean, I, you were the only one to be sick. I fell to my knees and just did this. I just said no. Yeah. I dropped Cliff the F-bomb. Fist, I mean, a mom comes running. What's wrong now? <laughs> it's still I, a game, mom. Still a game. <laughs> it was it was deflating. I make some meatloaf. I mean, they, they they had fought hard to come back. I mean, it, it felt so perfect too, because I mean, Curry just uh, be able to get the ball right. Out, I mean, <sighs> it would have been nice. I, I texted you and told you as the sick as sickest I felt all week. Yeah, uh, maybe I was being hyperbolic and slightly was, but it still it, it hurt. That was in a weird way. That was the good. The fact that we made it competitive at the end. The fact that we had a chance to go to overtime. The fact that we were right there in the game's final minutes. The bad was We've already done that. The, the, the bad was that once again we put ourselves in a position to need a seventeen to two run to make it interesting at the end. And I we're down seventeen in the second half. I don't understand the starts both at the beginning of the game and the second. The, the start to the second half was. About as bad as they've looked this entire year. Like they come out, and it was just a you know they're down nine. They'd kind of battle back at the end of the first half, and then every time they got somewhat close, they would do something stupid, and Florida State would make a big play to, to get it back to nine or eleven. And then you're like, all right, 
if you're if you're Kenny Payne, you're telling the team, FSU is not going to shoot that way in the second half. If we clean up the stupid bleep, we're right there. Like we we have played right there with them. We're playing a good offensive game. We just need to lock up on defense, cut down the silly turnovers. We're going to be okay. And we come out like we just could not care less about playing basketball. Shocking, right? I mean, a minute and a half into the, the second half, you're like, well, I mean, we're boom, we're down 15, and I guess thinking it's over. Which again, you give them credit for fighting back, but at the same time, you have to take away credit for putting themselves in that same position over and over and over again. It was a, I mean, there was a lot of bad in that game. There was a, a decent amount of good. I think Kamari Lands is playing with confidence that we haven't seen from him before. He's shooting the ball better, finally. Uh, it seems like he's getting out of that slump. I think you saw some good things from, I mean, Jalen Withers right now, is he the best shooter in America? Like, he, the guy can't miss from the outside. He's not doing a whole lot defensively, as was highlighted in the game. He can't dribble very well either sometimes. But he can make threes. <laughs> he, he's, he's a knockdown outside right. shooter right now. You're seeing some good from him. Mike James, even though he didn't have a great offensive game, I thought I think you're still seeing some good things from him. Like, yeah. There is some good out there relative to you know, the first two and a half months of the season, but there's still way too much of the... I mean, we don't know how to play defense. It, like we, we just don't. Like, like they highlighted it a few times on the broadcast where we've got guys who just will like saunter away from their man for no reason. You're like, this isn't even like good offense that generated this shot. It's just simply us leaving our guy for no reason, just ball watching. I don't know what we're doing defensively. We had some silly decision making on offense. We had some plays that were just complete lack of effort uh, when it came to not coming down with rebounds. We still give up more offensive rebounds off of missed free throws than any team in the history of basketball. There's still a lot of frustrating things that are taking place right now. But the one thing that we have said consistently pretty much at least for the last month and a half of the year is when they get in these big holes, they don't just lie down and die and, and, and lose by 40. They're fighting back and making it interesting. But the, the the next step is not getting yourselves in these holes because it's it's easily avoidable. Just play like you're down 17 the entire time. And then maybe you're going to win some more games. Also, just be, it'd be nice just to win that one close game too. Yeah, just a, a single a single possession game, which we have not done. I mean, our three no. wins obviously have been. I mean, not to. I would give up, you know, blowing out Western or having a ten point win against Georgia Tech, or, and I think what was the nine point win? Maybe it was six, six or something like that. Yeah, but a one possession game. I mean, because we. I mean that now this was only three, but I mean, I, I mean, how many? At least one it wasn't one. I mean, yeah, but how many one possession games still have we lost this year? I mean, you, I mean, one point from between one and three points is. Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, and I will say this: I love the. I, I don't know. I, I've never been a huge fan of his, but I like Jay Williams during this game. Let's get into that. Like uh, he, that's on my list. He was he was energetic. He he came up like almost like a fan during this, which I'm amazed because I could see him being maybe grumpy that they stuck him in Louisville during a Duke mail game, a Duke uh, UNC night game. You know, I don't know if maybe he just got the early games so he could get home in time for it, but. You you mentioned the the withers and the, them calling that out. Like he spent like twenty seconds going over the replay of the ball just going past Jalen's face, which I liked seeing. I'm just like standing it, yeah. and he's just breaking it down in slow mo. I'm like, I know we're getting beat by eighteen. You probably think we're gonna lose by twenty. I don't blame you. I paused it for a while, went and did some stuff, came back. I knew I you know I started it late, so I didn't want to do any spoilers regardless. But my confidence level was. Very low at that point when I went back to finish the game. Understandably so. It was, it was real bad. Yeah, for a while, I, I expected really to go back and watch us get complete, finish getting blown out and tap out like we kind of have been doing. And I'm never been happier to be wrong, or at least partially wrong. At least we made the fight back. But Williams on the commentary, Jim Minsky might have to take a seat back. My favorite Duke guy now. Well, 
At least, at least as of that day. Here's the one problem that I have with the, the Jay Williams stuff because I'm with you. Like I, I liked having an announcer kind of look at it from the standpoint that we have, where he's like, I mean, he's like, what are they doing? Like they're just not working. <laughs> Plus, he recognized Louisville. He's like, this is Louisville. You yeah. can't be like this. No. I mean, the problem was, you know, he would be like, well, out of every timeout, they look unprepared. <laughs> the, the set play doesn't work. They're not defending set plays out of timeouts well. They've got no team chemistry. Like Florida State's huddling after every whistle. You've got brought, Louisville, which is totally right. Which is something that always irritates me as well. Same. We have not gotten that going at all this year. He's like, they've got no chemistry. They're not alert on defense. It seems like they don't know how to play defense. Uh, it seems like you know, these careless turnovers are ridiculous. You've got guys out there that just aren't trying. And then in the next breath, he'd be like, they're fine, though. Like, big picture. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that Louisville's going to be fine. And I'm like, well, you're putting a lot of doubts in everybody else's mind based on what we're seeing right now. I mean, what he was saying was everybody, everybody in Louisville's watching the game going, yeah, and? I know. Like, but, <laughs> but then he also just did the thing where it's like, they're going to be fine, though. Kenny Payne's the right guy. And, you know, which, again, might be right. But you can't just say that without any evidence. And then when you're like pointing out all the evidence that we're seeing, it, it, it was kind of it, it rung a little bit hollow that in the next breath he's like, I'm not worried though about this program. I'm like, well, I am. You think you had a producer as you're going, dude, will you, will you cheer up a little bit? People are changing the channel as you speak. They got some guys that are on Be the phone. Be more positive. They got some guys on the phones on the bench that are entering the transfer portal, it seems like. But it, it, not really a huge concern if you're looking big picture. That's going to get fixed. I'm like, well, this is. Okay, but I appreciate. I mean, he would. He got a core for right. No, he screwed it up. I think a couple times, didn't he? He, he said he did. He got he got caught in the same. He loop was wrong. I did. The play by play guy would kind of have to say it right after him. But yeah, he, yeah there were a couple times where he's like Okorafor or something like that. Hey Jay, don't don't listen. It's a tough name. At least at least I know that I'm in the same boat as a Duke graduate, or at least someone who attended school there. I don't know if you ever graduated. I don't think he did either. <laughs> Not many of them did under Coach K in that class. Post two thousand, Coach K recruits weren't really exactly the, uh, the the Duke academic schedule level that they usually were asking for. So I mean, he had, and he, you're right. He did kind of come off like he was sort of cheering. He'd be like, he'd be like, swing it, swing it. Like there's the man. Like yeah. oh, like you know. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm saying. Watching these games, so it was refreshing in a sense to hear that. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, you're, you're listing all the same problems that we've been seeing this whole year. But if you're going to just sit here and say it's gonna get better, it's gonna be fine. Okay. Why? Like, like that's that's kind of that's the next question that comes up. And I could I could do without the quote. I don't. I can go one game without having just my quote Mark Jackson with the hand down man I down. Know. Especially when he said it, I was like, hand down. Like the guy wasn't even near him. The thing that I love. What he would hand down. He was there's no one close to the guy. The guy shooting a three. The other thing that I liked about Williams was he was obviously checking his social media mentions during breaks because <laughs> he come back he? because <laughs> everybody. I think this was the last time Louisville fans who were watching from home. They're they're so frustrated with the head pats that we get from every single national commentator, and we've talked about this on the show. How it's not just a Louisville thing. Commentators, anybody who's in the biz in college basketball, they they take up for one another. Like they never want a coach fired. They never. Every coach is great because you know they, usually you know these people they run in the same circles, and we know Kenny Payne has a very very big circle. Two hundred calls after the Georgia Tech game, uh, according to the press conference on Thursday, and so you know right at the beginning of the game, Jay Williams gets into the you know, I know it's been critical, and, you know, three wins isn't acceptable, but Kenny Payne's the right guy, and he's, he's, he's going to get him back, and it's going to happen. And, like, every Louisville fan on social media was like, oh, my God, we didn't even make it to the first TV timeout before the head pats start coming. And Williams straight up addresses it after the break, and I think that's kind of what led to him being a little bit more critical was him. I, I think he saw the reaction, and he's like, okay, like, we'll talk about the actual game. I'm seeing why you're frustrated. This is unacceptable, but I still think that, that Payne's going to be the guy. It was a 
it was kind of a refreshing broadcast. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, normally yeah. normally the commentators go in and one, one ear and out the other with me, and but he was kind of. I don't know. Like I said, it it, it, it kind of brought out like, his enthusiasm. Brought a little more enthusiasm out. Of me, of course, the game being close and us coming back, Louisville coming back, and all that didn't hurt. But remind me, Jay, Jay Williams is the one that they called the the hat, pulled the hat card on the yes, uh, the, the Boston Celtics black coach. coach thing. They yeah. finally hired a, ba- a black coach. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, this is the seventh black coach. <laughs> I can't remember. Somebody hacked me. I'm like, well, it's <laughs> the worst hack of all time. I always forget if that was him or not that did that. It was. Yeah. He said, "I like the broadcast." He says some. Some dumb stuff. A lot of times, well, who the, cares? Dumb stuff just is the national fun. stuff. But when he's actually in, like talking about basketball minutia, he, I mean, he played at an insanely high level. He's a, clearly a smart guy. Yeah, he's he, he's. I think he's good when he does that. When he sticks to that, it, it's great. Here's my. If we're talking about this season, because one of the talking points that comes up now is, you know, this team's clearly getting better. They're, you know, we played Florida State back in December. They blew us out. It wasn't close. It was a, yeah. a twenty-three point. One loss. of our tap-out games. It, it was absolutely. I mean, they didn't show up for that game. Yeah. We've, you know, we we've won a game recently. Here's what concerns me a little bit. Here's what I'm I'm curious to see about moving forward. So we just we lost to Boston College by ten. Although that game I think was closer than ten. We lost another game by fourteen. That we probably was not as close. Didn't as it even was. show up for that. Georgia Tech was probably closer than ten as well. On the the flip side, there we won that game. And then the three-point loss to Florida State. So you can say, look, we're, we're being more competitive. This is the first time Kelly Dickey had this stat last night. Okay. This is the first time in the history of Louisville basketball that we have played four consecutive games against teams with losing records. All of those teams that we have just played, that we are like, well, we're playing a little bit better. All those teams suck. Yeah. In a normal year, you beat all those teams by 15-plus, or you feel like it's a little bit of a disappointing stretch, and you're worried about what's coming up. So my question becomes now, we're at Pitt tomorrow. We've got Miami this weekend, then Virginia, Ugh. then Clemson, then Duke. That might be Virginia. Are we really getting better, or is it just we played three teams that are almost as bad as we are? Like, are we going to be more competitive with Pitt than we were the first go round when they beat us by twenty one? It could have been worse, and that game was at home. Are we going like? Miami beat us by 27 back in December. Can we be more competitive against them? That game's also going to be away. No, Virginia, do we like just cry when we look at that Virginia defense and try to figure out how to attack it with one guard? Like yeah. these these couple weeks, because there is a little bit of, I mean, I mean, not confidence or anything, but people are feeling better about this team because they actually won a game. They were competitive against Florida State over the weekend. They, you know, the BC game they could have won. They were in position to win at some point in the second half. My worry is like these two weeks are just going back to like November and December and their 20 plus drubbings where the game is basically over 15 minutes in. Like, I want to see if we have really improved. And Kenny Payne said he thinks we're 70% better now than we were at the start of the season. We should, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to win any of these games or, or certainly multiple of, of these games, but do we remain competitive against any of these teams? Because the projections say that. We won't. Certainly the next three. Ken Palm's got us losing by 19 to Pitt, 21 to, to Miami, and then 16 to Virginia. He gives us a 3%, 5%, and 7% chance, respectively, in these three games to win. I think we've had individual improvement in some players. Um, I don't know really. I, I, I stretch to say we've improved greatly as a team, though. Uh, I mean, if we had, we'd, we'd have more consistency, and that's been our biggest problem. I mean, we the, the glimpses of this team playing well, we've, we've seen now we saw it less obviously in November and December, uh, but we've seen it through January. We saw it. We've seen it now in November. If this team was 
70, 70% improved, this team would have beaten Boston College and not played as bad as it did at Notre Dame. Sure. That, that, that's just the flat. I mean, listen, those those two teams are near, neither one of them are head and shoulders talented above Louisville. All these teams suck. Well, I mean, let's just say it outright. These teams are bad. Well, so do we, though. Exactly. I mean, and, and, and I mean, now, and, and, and I know we talked about the Boston College game. That was the one team, at least in the, since, since we've been playing in a power five, any, any power five level team, that we, I, I mean, I left that game going, we're better than they are. I mean, we, we are more talented than they are. That's, Definitely better than Georgia Tech, too. And we're better than Georgia Tech. And we won that game. Mm-hmm. But Georgia Tech's coaches, they've given up on our coach completely. Exactly. I mean, that's. That was why I was so there, confident. There's an asterisk to that a little bit. I mean, you know, the Maris family can complain all they want, but there's an asterisk there. And, and that is that they, not only are they less talented than we are, they've given up where Boston College hasn't given up on their coach. Uh, I just. I, we we went we we got we got to show a good solid game and win a close game. Then I'll see some maybe team chemistry. I mean the turnovers were cut back in the second half a little bit and in, in, in on Sunday only eleven for the game more assists exactly. So I mean it, that that is an improvement, but I feel like it's just, I know and I'm a broken record saying that I sound like a broken record, but I, we're just spinning our wheels. I mean. I mean, the theme song for this band should be Dead or Alive's You Spin Me Round and Round because that's just how this season has felt. Like, each and every, it's like, oh, we're, look, we, we we fought back. We we came back. We showed life. We did this. We, you know, Withers is shooting better, yada, yada. And we've been saying this now for weeks. Months. And it's just, you, at some point, you got to poop or get off the pot, man. Well, I mean, that, that point's over. Like, like, we know what the season is. I mean, we've lost. I told you it was coming. The, the stats out there. I've got to say it. We've now lost twenty games for the second time in the history of the program. We're yeah. three and twenty. We're going to set the program record for most losses. The only other time that we've lost twenty games was the the ninety seven ninety eight. And that twentieth loss came a month a month from now in March. It came in the conference tournament. Yeah, yeah March fifth against Cincinnati. Twelve and twenty. We uh, we beat Kentucky that year. Who won the national title? Hey, maybe we can beat. Maybe Georgia Tech's going to win the national title. Who if knows? we if we finished the season with three wins and one was against Kentucky, that would have been nice. It would have been hilarious. That would have been. That would have been, been funnier than than having like nine wins. And I, you know, I would have rather had one win and it was over Kentucky. And you know what? Maybe if you're listening to me and you're like Trevor, you know what? That's exactly that's the improvement we need. We don't we the team improvement we we've tapped on that. We're not making the tournament. We're not going to make a run in the ACC tournament. We're probably not going to. We're probably not going to beat EMU for win total. Well, that's 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 tough. You know, so individual player improvement is what I want to see more than maybe a team improvement at this point because this, for the most part, this roster you at least hope and those that are at least supporting Kenny at least I would think are saying this in the most part is going to be completely revamped going into next year anyway, with a few exceptions of players maybe returning like a Mike James, trainer, you know, a handful of guys. And, and I do mean handful, literally, not figuratively, four or five guys maybe coming back, then that's that's all you want to see. And, and you, you're you happy with that. Seeing the improvement in trainer over the last month and a half, seeing James improve, seeing Allison, you know, well, I wouldn't say pro, I think he's bad at the ceiling, but, you know, not turning the ball over as much, still playing well. Maybe, maybe that makes you happy. And the fact that this, as a team, we're not playing really, I don't see 70% better, but... Who am I? I'm not. I'm not a former NBA player either. I see where you're coming from. I still think that if we were looking for, if we're looking at big picture stuff, which is what we're looking at now, this, the season. Look, if they win, if they overachieve down the stretch and win three or four games, it's still a lost cause. It's still the worst season in the history of the program. But little stuff like, like Williams was pointing out, the fact that we don't huddle, the fact that we don't help guys up when they get knocked down, the fact that the bench, our bench, is always less into the game 
than the opponent's bench. I would have liked to have seen that stuff improve just because I do think that that, I mean, you can say it's just the players, it's the bad apples, it's, it's whatever you want to say. It does reflect on the coaching staff. The teams with the best culture, to use the word that, that Payne has tossed around liberally for the I've last 11 months, <laughs> the teams that have the best culture are the teams that do huddle consistently. The, the teams that do you know, have guys that are constantly picking each other up, that are constantly going nuts on the bench. And that does start at the top. I mean, if your team's not huddled, if, you're, if your point guard isn't getting the guys grouped up whenever there's a whistle— you yell at him and you tell him like he needs to do that. Like that's it's not all on the players to just instinctively know this stuff. Like you've got to you've got to give them some direction. Now, should they take it upon themselves at like this point in the season to do more of that stuff? Yes, that's the way that uh, a team evolves. That's the way a season is supposed to work. The problem is we've done none of it from you know the opening tip against Lenore Ryan till the final buzzer against Florida State on Saturday. It's it's been like we have not improved in that. In that area, which is de- de- it's depressing because you know Payne's talking about building a culture, and I, I do think even if we get better talent in here, and, and the talent can't get worse, I don't think the culture well, stuff. If the culture stuff doesn't get better, then like none of that really matters. Like like we'll we'll have a few more wins, but we're never going to be back to being national title good, Final Four good. Like that stuff has to get cleaned up, and that's the stuff that I think we all expected to see in year one. Even with a limited roster, we expect the team to play hard. We expect it to have you know, maybe be more conditioned and to be more together and to give more effort than everybody else. And it just has not happened consistently at any point this season. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a little bit of effort. It's just the last right now. It's just not much effort. It's like the turnovers, just like just brain farts. Yeah. I mean, sometimes and, and I don't like to come out, but Withers is still kind of the biggest culprit of them all. Especially when he's just dribbling off his foot, you can tell he just kind of loses, and you can't. I mean, you can't take him out because offensively he does the juice is somewhat worth the squeeze, I guess. But yeah, I just, I, I just, I just want to. This, I said, like I said, like with Syracuse, or just like if we'd maybe win one of those games during the season, just one of those one point games. This team needs to see a, a close victory, and I just don't. I think this is, that's a, it's a mental block they've got right now, and you saw it again just with the way Mike James is shot. Which probably he hits nine out of ten times wide open right there, miss off the back of the rim. They just need to see that ball go in for for a game winner or a game tie. Like he that. was one for eight from three on Saturday. And still, he, bad still wide open shot. He could. He, did, I have to go back and rewind. Did he have time to swing it over to Withers? I don't think so. I think I think, I think he he did the about, right. It's about two seconds when he released it. So if he does swing it, because Withers was right there also wide open on the on the elbow. If he swings it, it's probably either a bad pass or it gets dropped. He he no, did the right really. thing. Or whether it's probably to shoot it too quickly to be a, to, to be a good the shot. The less chances this team can take passing the ball or doing anything offensively, the better. If you've got an open shot, just take it. I mean, but the, I mean, the ball laying right to, to, to Curry and him going wide. I mean, it just felt like the stars were perfectly aligned. It did. It really did. I was like, I, I mean, thought it was going in. Yeah, It had been better if we were down by two. And, and missing the free throw and allowing us to have it. Now, if you're Ellis, Withers, I mean, Williams said this. I know I remember saying this broadcast, and I don't think this is the case, but he may have just, like, why would he go for the layup? I, I didn't see, were you okay with that? Him obviously trying to go for the quick two, then I'm assuming the foul would have occurred. But Or do you really think he just did not know what the score of the game was? I think he knew. I, I think I think it was probably instruction. I mean, hey, I don't, every other announcer in the world says, you don't need a three here, right? Like, even though there's, like, one second left and you're down by three, know, announcers thought... will still say that. I think he was trying to get the quick two. There would have been, like, eight seconds left at that time, which is, is plenty enough time to either – you know, hopefully they miss a shot. You can still get a decent shot with like 
six point nine, seven point whatever seconds. Yeah, left. but then you're just probably heaving it from half court. More no, than no, like. none. I mean, you can get down the court in like two and a half seconds. You can if you have if you have six and a half seconds, you can get a decent look. I think it was. Like, what about this team? Makes you think they get decent. Well, this team can get a decent look with fifteen seconds. So that's, that's <laughs> fifty. Like any normal conversation is is null and void when you're talking about this team specifically. But I, I think like, I would have probably pulled it out and gone for the three. But it wasn't the worst. Like it's not a crazy decision to go for the quick two at that point in time. Like I, I don't. I think he knew the score. Clearly, Florida State wasn't in the mindset of we'll just let him score a layup and and get the ball. Right, which is they right were they were they collapsed yeah. on him. Yeah. Uh, we got to go to break when we come back. Four o'clock hour. If you've heard our thoughts on the game, we want to hear yours. Hit us up at 502 414 1450. It's Mike Rutherford Show. Second hour on the way next here on 1450 The Big X. One scene I skip past when I'm watching. I like I do like Armageddon. Who can't? I mean, Armageddon's great. Armageddon, great, strong. Great. No, it's a good movie, man. Okay. Come on. It's a. It's got. It's got humor. It's got drama. I mean, the, the heartstrings from the fat kid from Herman's dead head dies. I mean, Steve Buscemi goes nuts. He. he it's got everything, man. I, mean, I never thought the first opening line of this song is really creepy. He's just basically staring at his girl while she's sleeping. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a creepy song. It's fine. Welcome back Billy to Bob a, hour number two here of the Mike Rutherford Show. What, what does this On a Monday. Have? I mean, is that bear? A believable plot. <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you mean a believable plot? You don't find it believable you can send a group of rough uh, roughnecks up to the moon, up to an asteroid, and blow it up from the inside. Have you ever heard the the Ben Affleck like when he's drunk doing the direct like the DVD commentary for the movie? <laughs> no, but I think I would love. He's to. just like he's like got to be great. He's talking about. He's like I told him. He's like I asked him like wouldn't it make more sense to send, to train like a bunch of astronauts to be drilled? And they were like, "F you, Ben!" Like, 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 like <laughs> well, he like, brought that up in the movie. You can't. You he's been grilling for drilling for tw- his, whole, his whole life. You can't teach that. He's like straight making fun of the movie. He's like drunk, like laughing. He's like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "Here we go." He's like, "Yeah, these oilers just they're gonna learn how to be astronauts." Here we go. It makes it makes perfect sense. Like it's it's actually really funny. There's, I'm sure there's a clip abbreviated somewhere on the internet, but anyways, I liked Armageddon. It's, that, I mean, it's fine. It's, then, then again, I, well, I guess I was like 17, 18 when Armageddon came out. It's so. nostalgia play for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's like don't get me wrong. I enjoy watching it. I'm just not. I take issue with labeling it as a great movie. Oh no, I'm I'm doing it. It's the okay. best Michael Bay movie out there. That's fine. That's, oh, hey, that I may not object to that. That's not setting the bar very high. I get that, but and but the Animal Cracker scene isn't so annoying. I always fast forward. It's like I don't want to see that. It's, it's mushiness. Why I gotta do you know. hate love and romance. I just hate animal cookies, animal crackers. <laughs> what about iced animal crackers? What iced animal crackers? Like the frosting on them? I don't think I ever had those. You never had iced? What? Are you, I don't think I can't remember the last time I had an animal cracker. They used to make animal crackers. Oh yeah, 
Hit him in our house. By the way, so are you Armageddon or Deep Impact? Deep Impact. Oh, come on. I mean, not, again. Not neither, since you told me you didn't like The Professional, have I been so disappointed in Neither you. are great movies. <laughs> Deep Impact. I just didn't like it. I prefer Deep Impact. Well, I miss, I miss the, the, the 90s when every movie would come out and you had to have one just like it come out right next to it. Oh, yeah. It was a big thing. It was like a good five-year span where you had that non volcano. Yep. yep. The, the only thing that drives me crazy about Deep Impact is like, you know, people are dying. It's like overtaking the city. Like, Tia Leone and her dad are like, we're just going to give up. We're standing at the beach in front of this thousand-foot wave as it comes down. And then the only way to say it was like to take a moped to the top of a big hill. <laughs> and they're fine. They're okay. There's no so, no concern whatsoever. So, so which plot point do you have more of a problem with, Armageddon or Deep Impact? Probably the Armageddon one. Oh, no. They're Come both on. bad. They're both bad. I'm not to mention, when you, you, you're comparing Ben Affleck to Elijah Wood, and there's no comparison. I agree with you there. Okay. Elijah Wood's, he creeps me out. That just annoys me. Except so for I the like faculty. that show with his imaginary dog for a little bit. Wilford? It was good. I heard that was funny. I never watched it. It was funny. Though. FXX was on a roll for a while. All right, second hour here at the Mike Rutherford <laughs> Show on a Monday on 1450 and 96.1 The Big Ace. One last thing that I, I wanted to mention about Saturday's game before turning it over to you guys on the text line. I thought after the game, I, I think Kenny Payne, and I don't know if this is just him. You know, we've talked about him growing on the job and, and kind of he's never done this before, learning things to do right and wrong, both on the court and off the court. I thought his post-game comments, he's finally, he's striking the right chord when it comes to talking about the fans. Yeah. He was asked about the the atmosphere inside the KFCM Center, and he was like, you know, it's great. They've been great all season long. He's like, you love these fans because they still support you when when things are going poorly. And he's like, and they'll also, you know, they let you know when things are going poorly, and I want that. I, I want them to be honest. I want them to be critical when things are going poorly. And I was like, this is, like, this is what we wanted to hear from you for a while now. Because when things started going badly in November, it was more of, you know, real fans are sticking with us. And, you know, the other fans, the fans that are are, are mad right now, like, we see you. Like, 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 we see you. We know you'll be back. And, all, and you know, that was kind of, it didn't help to do anything with the divide that was going on in the fan base, which now has become a full-on like, split. We can, we can hear when you cheer. We hear when you boo. We right. Can, I can hear the guy in the upper level. And I, when he said that, first thing in my head was like, what's because the place is empty. That's why you're hearing the guy in the upper level. But. I did, I did, I do. I know what you're talking about. I enjoyed it as well. It kind of reminded me uh, of during the NFL season, Robert Sala did coach the Jets. You know, after they started like 0 2, he came out there and was just like, listen, we're going to get better. And I'm keeping freaking receipts on every one of you who's just talking trash about us right now. They obviously, you know, didn't get over the hump, but 7 10 was a pretty good run for the Jets, is where they're coming from. And I just kind of got that feel. Not as much oomph in it like Robert Sala had, an NFL guy would have, but. That's the kind of spirit I got out of Kenny Payne. And well, that's what he was saying at the beginning of this. I think he, he was changing on Saturday, which which I liked. I mean, he I liked the, him being like, "We want you to be critical. You should be. We're three and twenty. Yeah, like, like that's that goes without saying. I love that we have fans that are still here and so supportive, but I also love that you know the, the fans that have the passion to be angry about the fact that we're three and twenty right now. Which I mean, I've been saying that all season long. You don't want to do the whole thing where it's like, uh, like, like I hear you, like like. Don't like when we're back. Like I'm going to be mad at you because then you run the risk of think people being like, okay, well then I'm not going to like I'm apathetic now. Like I'm checked out. I'm not watching games. I'm not going to games. When you have fans that are upset, it means you still have the energy there. It means you still have that the energy that can be shifted from negative to positive if you start winning. When the energy is taken away completely, that's when you're screwed because then it becomes much much more difficult to get back in the fold. There's still a lot of buzz around Louisville basketball. It's just you know. This, this constant clashing of things are going to be fine and I know it versus things are not fine, 
and I'm pissed off about it, and I'm worried that they're not going to get better. And, again, you can take all of that, all that energy, harness good, block bad. It all becomes <laughs> good if you start winning. I mean, it's going to take a little, even more than one three-win year to kill the passion of a fan base that's been this hard in the top ten of the of college basketball for the last forty-five years. No question, and we're finding that out firsthand. Yeah, I mean, look at that crowd on Saturday. I mean, yeah, you're, you're it's going to take a lot more than just even one bad, even a season as bad as this has been. Even last season combined with it, take a little more than that. Now you have three or four, five in a row. Then we'll, you know, then you we'll, get concerned. Then right? we get concerned. And I think you do get concerned about the scandal, fatigue, the pile up there. Yeah, but I mean, you, you're talking again. This is a fan base's top five in terms of passion and enthusiasm over. Longer than you, you've been here. I've been here three times. But Patrick's been here. Sure. I mean, forty. Like I said, I said forty-five years going back. You know, mid, early mid seventies, even before then. So I mean, yeah, it's going to take a little more than that, and, and that's that's good. I, and I like to see. I like to see good crowd there. And I'm, I mean, I'm t- I'm the type of guy that turns the TV up when we're at home and, and the crowd's getting into it. I mean, I'm I'm jacking the TV up to sixty or seventy on the volume meter. I'll, I'll say this too. I want to feel. Watch it what happens in two Saturdays when we have that 2013 team back. Oh yeah. That crowd, I, I think that the, I think that's going to be a direct indication of just how badly this fan base wants to be back, and it will also be a little bit eye opening for probably the staff and the players that have heard good crowds at the KFCM Center this season, but haven't heard anything like the type of ovation that you'll hear when they start bringing back some of those former players, when they start making references to the 2013 national title. Because, look, when Louisville basketball is rolling and at its best. That's the type of environment you're going to see, and you're not going to get a sellout for that game. You're not going to the upper no, deck is not going to be filled, but the people who are there are going to react the same way that they were reacting to actual games ten years ago when we were on that fantastic run. Uh, which, by the way, coming up in three days will be the the tenth anniversary of the five overtime loss to Notre Dame, the last game that that team would lose. Um, it, it's like, the nostalgia will be heavy. The irony is that then we can pull be Clemson and be the last game this team wins. Could be, could be. We get Georgia Tech again, though. That's true. Twenty fifth, and that, that the best Watch part about that, that is, one. I know Clemson is not in the top twenty five now. They dropped, and they probably, they, I don't know if they'll sneak in. I'm I looking. told you they're regressing. They're they're on the way down. But they're still, I called it a, a they're week still ago. Still a good team. I mean, they're still a turn. I mean, borderline tournament team. I guess they'll be on the bubble. Uh, they've got to go at North Carolina, and then they got Florida State before they play us. So they'll probably go one and two. I assume. I'm telling you, they're on the way down. We can win that game. But that's the, but dang, whether on their way down or not, that's still. A, it's a team that's better than we are. Oh, for sure. And and, and that's what this, I mean, that's love of God. Let me have at least, if I'm going to get at least one more win this year, maybe two with Georgia Tech, give me one win against a team that's better than us. That no one sees coming. That's yeah. what we need. And that's what I was hoping to get. And I thought we were in line and maybe try to get it North Carolina on that Saturday. And Are you I, guaranteed? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I blame the colitis. It was, it was creeping in on me. It was, <laughs> uh, the, that, but that's what we need. And that Clemson, you know, I, I, no offense, I don't see it happening with Virginia, uh, and this, this, this is the one we have to do it with. And I, I like that, that would be a perfect scenario. Home crowds pumped. You know, whether it's a close game or a blowout, I don't care. A win would be a win. It'd be, it'd be great just to to hang your head on going into the end of the season. In a season you're going to want to forget everybody. It'll give you that one yeah. moment you can go. Hey, remember that the game against Clemson? Right. You know, yada yada yada. Which I think is what we wanted last year too, down the stretch. We wanted to win one of those games against Carolina. We did, yeah. One of those games against Duke, and it just it, we beat teams that we were kind of supposed to beat, and that was. Yeah, I, we I, haven't I, got to that part yet. I would like to have that memory for this team. Yeah, and have it be somebody other than like a, a bad Western Kentucky team. Oh, yeah. All right, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. We'll take some text from you guys. Texas says, "I can't imagine why." Uh, 
TK has had stomach and digestive issues with the diet that he eats. No. <laughs> He's getting, it's getting better. Hey, listen, you burn the can on both ends, man. You, yeah. you, hey, as, as, as I've always said, I'll t- I'll, give me 75 Miles Davis years over 150 Ken Starr years any day. Texas hashtag get Trevor to the Super Bowl. He's got to go. He's the third Kelsey brother. It's going to I'm I'm keeping on. I'd really want to go. It's just financially it is going to be the hotel one really kind of kicked me in the in the nad a little bit. When I saw that and I was like, man, I'm talking about a grand out there. You should be like, hey, I'll talk to your class if you let me stay at your house. I can stay, I can stay at school. Stay, can I just stay in the gym? Just stay in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Like Rudy. <laughs> the speech ends, and they're like, why is Mr. Trevor going back on the cot? Well, he's going to stay here tonight, kids. There's a key back there. I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a Janet that looks like Charles D. Dutton there, I'm down. <laughs> Texas says, uh, Casey and JoJo are brothers. Mr. Dalvin, Devontae are the other two members. Devontae was the main producer, so that made up the D in Jody C. You're welcome. So there was two does? Yes. Yes. <laughs> a lot of duh. A lot of duh. I didn't know they were brothers. I did. Oh, okay. Good. Well, congratulations. I just remember my, my 90s R&B you knowledge. You could have notified me. I maybe knew back then. I just forgot, though, to be honest with you. I just don't remember. Texas, it's hard to say that there were any positives about the game on Saturday. We lost at home to a 7-16 and 16 team that's five spots below Harvard and Ken Palm. Kamari Lance was a bright spot, I suppose. Hey, a lot of people are below Harvard and things, man. I mean, it was definitely an improvement over the last time we played. Last time we played them wasn't even a game. I mean, that that was during that stretch though, before the Western game, where we just looked like all hope was lost. That was the Florida State, Miami, and then, yeah, of course was, was Maryland, and yada yada. yada. I mean, we we said it many times. Like, like Florida State's not good. The last four teams that we've played are not good. No, it's no. the first time we've played four straight games against teams with losing records. History of Cardinal basketball never happened before. So it is a historically bad stretch of basketball for our opponents. We can say that finally, as opposed to just us. And we went one and three in that stretch. So it's like, nobody's trying to sit here and say we're three and twenty, but things are all fine. But I mean, if, if, look, we got to talk about the individual games, guys. I don't, I don't know what you want from us. People are like, well, why can't you just talk about get away from basketball? Like it's it's February sixth. This is what we do. We three hours to talk about Louisville sports on a daily basis. We do this. It's 15 hours of sports talk a week. You've got to talk about the individual games, and you can't just say, after every sentence, Kamari played a little bit better, but we still suck. It should go without saying that we still suck. We, we are very aware of our record here. We just don't need to say it after every single sentence. You have to, we have to at least analyze this for what it is. It's, it's what we get paid to do. We can talk more Super Bowl if you want. We can. Also, i got a quick fact for you. We were uh, talking about Nate Bergetzi yeah. and the new special coming out. So my buddy works at AT&T, and they've landed him to do like like you know he'll, comedians will do their for hire corporate events they'll come in here and do like an hour of comedy okay guess how much it costs to land Napier Gazzi for a private event right now to Ooh, do, a private event to do an hour of comedy yeah okay I'm about to, I'm glad you brought this up because this could be an anniversary gift for you in the future uh, keep this dude was like not that popular he like did comedy for like 15 years I'd never heard of him until I met you he was like toiling and then like four or five years ago his Netflix special kind of blew up and he's just now gotten huge he's I mean, he's 43 so he was like he's like my age he is before my he got age, any sort of like traction on his career, and now this is where he's getting paid for a private event. Um, I'm gonna say four hundred fifty thousand, two fifty k, two hundred fifty. I was kind of thinking I wanted to lean more towards the quarter million. You knew it was gonna be big because of the, oh the yeah, way that well, the way you it. just yeah exactly. I knew it wasn't gonna be like seventy five thousand or something. Because they 10, they 000. they signed him to do a thing two years ago, quarter mill just to do an hour private hour, show. hour hour show. 
they signed him like two years ago to do it, and he got it was an event that got canceled by COVID, and it was 200k. And then this year, like price went up a little bit. Price of the brick went up. Netflix special is doing pretty well. Got the new Amazon Prime special. So 250k to fly out to Dallas and do a show for for an hour. And I watched Catch Me If You Can last night. Julie Garner was only a thousand. <sighs> that would be nice. And that was the whole night. I would have done it. For, I'd do it for a thousand. <laughs> kidding me? He actually got paid 400 for that in the hindsight. No problem. <laughs> that's that's crazy. I wonder. I'd love to see a list of like the the costs of like. Like the, who need like should you think Chappelle may be number one? I would think he'd be way up there. Yeah, Seinfeld way up there. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking people are more active. So Seinfeld's is he? Well, I guess he is still active. Yeah, he, we saw him in, just a few years ago. Yeah, but any kind of just doing like any kind of just doing like the the retirement tour, like the Rolling Stones type thing. Where he's, he's just doing the classic hits anyway. No, he he had new material. Oh, the, did the, he? The last tour that he, he went. Wow. On. Okay. And it was it was not great. It was really there were some parts that were good, but it's all he has Netflix. It's the, the Netflix special that he has out. From a couple years ago, it was the same one that he was doing on the tour. So, so it was like going to see it Prince. It's like when you go see Prince's later days, where he's like playing the new stuff. You're like, I want to hear Purple Rain. Kind of. Give me, give me why peanuts are useless on a plane. It had its moments. <laughs> yeah, but it was. It, it was overall wasn't wasn't that good. Uh, text us from the Word of Day calendar for Trevor. Kindled spirits. I I didn't say anything. I let it go. What's wrong with that one? It's kindred spirits. No, it's not. I almost made a joke about like Kindle the reader, and then I just, I just <laughs> held off. I was like, yeah, I just let it go. Um, maybe it was just a Freudian slip because I dated a grin Kendall. Texas says Jay Williams is also the guy that said we should have been banned from the tournament for four to five years after the title got taken away. Yeah, I mean, did he, he acknowledge the? No, that was the. That was George. Which game would Steve have joined him? That was Saturday. Saturday. Okay, they brought up the, the they brought yeah. up the banner. Yeah, he did apologize for that. I think I think he said he was wrong. He went on local radio actually and kind okay. of he was like, yeah, maybe. Maybe went a little bit overboard. Jay was he's one of those guys when he goes on TV, he tries to do like the hot take thing, but it's so outrageous that it's like, okay, you're <laughs> Wow, that's CSPN for you. He's like that the office scene where they're doing like the they're on the phone with Michael and the speaker and they're all playing the joke where it's like, Dwight's taking his clothes off. Like it's, it's like a funny thing. And then Andy comes roaring in, he's like, I'm chopping Phyllis's head off with a chainsaw. <laughs> that's Jay Williams trying to give like a hot like the point is to be like just a little bit over. I forgot the top. about that. Instead, he's like, they should kick him out of college basketball for it. It's like, well, that's a little, little much. Yeah, that's that's not going to play. <laughs> Texas saying the Texas says the announcers saying that the first two practices they saw were uninspired, and now they are working on simple back cuts at the end of the season is disconcerting. It is. They didn't have our shoot around. They had a full practice this morning. <laughs> I know, and they're like they're running a lot. I'm like, well, this is what we heard in September. I think Kenny Payne was like. If you think this is bad, you should have you should have seen us in September and October. I'm like, I can I can believe it with Curry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the I I I sort of said it on the air then, but I have to go back and look at some of these texts from like people who were going to practice where they were like, oh my god, like this is this is not going to go well. I was like, yeah, it, it, it sounds like it was pretty much terrible. Texas, I was at the game and that was the loudest crowd that we've had in a while. And it felt like the good old days for a while. I miss it. It did, and that's kind of that's how I started the whole conversation. Was saying, for a brief moment in time on Saturday, it felt like Louisville basketball in early February. Saturday afternoon game, loud crowd at the Yum Center, attractive opponent. Florida State's not good, but they, they have been good recently. You still think about them as being good. Plus, they're still just a thorn in our side. Yes, they've beaten us seven straight. I know. We we led the all time series with them, thirty four to eleven four years ago. And we had lost back-to-back to games to them exactly once. Since then, they've won seven in a row, and they've swept our season series three years in a row. It's embarrassing. And it's not all on, on Kenny Payne. Chris Mack, we all know Leonard Hamilton had his number. 
if you want to go back to the last his last game at Xavier, FSU. You, you, you're along with Scoot. You don't like Leonard Hamilton, right? I do not. Not, not as the person, but as a coach? Both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I, I don't just. Well, you no love re- Leonard. I mean, you've, you've stated your. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think he's, I like him as a coach. Now, as a person, I can't speak for him, obviously, but. Uh, but yeah, as a coach, I, I think he's a good, solid college coach. Very good college coach. Be better if he knew math. Cost himself a trip to the Final Four, not knowing that. Like, why didn't you foul? You're down three. He's like, my uh, game was over. They're like, there was nine seconds left. People make mistakes. Well, he makes a lot. <laughs> Case in point. Texas, I wonder what Jay Williams would say if Duke only had three wins. I do kind of. There's a Goodbye, part of cruel me. World. Whenever <laughs> you have fans like, especially Kentucky fans who do like the, the head pat thing. Kenny, like Kenny's the right guy. You guys are being so critical. Like, imagine if you had hired anybody. Imagine if it was the ghost of Adolph Rupp on your sideline, <laughs> and you were three and twenty. Like, you all would be pitchforks and torches every home game. Like, like, and, and now you know, Williams kind of the same thing. He's gonna, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. I'm like, you would not be saying that if any, if John Shire was three and twenty at Duke right now. I, I don't, I don't care. Like, they, I don't need fans of other power programs. Patting us on the head and being like, "You guys are just—it's going to be fine. It's going to be okay." Stop. You don't know that any more than we do. There's ever a good week to be oblivious to what's going around and sick. It's Duke. It's Duke, North Carolina week. I watched zero seconds. I watched zero seconds of the game. Could not have cared less. And when until they put the graphic up, I had forgotten the game was that night. I watched because I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't get chance to have it shoved down my throat all week by watching and staying on social media. I guess or was it just was it lighter this year? Maybe they tried a little bit, but it's hard with the. The new coaches, and the fact that neither team was in the top 25 going into last weekend. The not top 25 has never stopped them before, though. But it's rarely happened. I think it only happened. It only happened in like one of like the last yeah. like 112 games. The two. When both are, you're right. Yeah. Because it's never, when one's good and one's bad, it's never stopped from still pushing it down your oh, yeah. throat. The, but I guess with both being to their the credit, average, the games are usually almost always competitive, despite yeah, the records. Like they, true. that's the one thing that, you know, I will, I will vouch for the UK UVL rivalry in terms of, like contentiousness and the fact that it, you know, we play once a year and the fact that it's like cultural clash and the two teams, I think and fans and players hate each other more than Duke Carolina, but Duke Carolina, the games are almost always really good yeah, yeah. regardless of the record. They have that going for them. There's no question about it, but like, I just, I watched a lot of college basketball on Saturday. Um, that time, like I was, it was dinner time, bath time, bedtime for the kids. Yeah, was- and like, I didn't like feel the need to pause the DVR or like come back or like try to, you know, ignore the kids for a little bit and watch the game. I was like, you know what? I, I'm more excited about like Gonzaga St. Mary's tonight. And I watched a lot of that game. It was a fantastic game. Yeah. I watched a little bit of UK, Florida. UK looked good again. Uh, they definitely seem to be turning a corner. It was a great day for college. So I ended up watching but, like Carolina Duke. I just was like, yeah, just whatever. Like I'll, I'll read the, I'm sure people will be tweeting about it. I'll, I'll see what happened, but I'm not going to devote my entire night to it. I just don't care that much. Exactly. This is, this is the moment I'm about to find out. I can't remember who won the game to be honest with you. Don't tell me, don't tell me it was Duke. Carolina may not make the tournament, dude. They are. They got to get it going. We're just, I feel like we heard this last year at the same time, right? Yeah, well, th- this is when they kind of started turning it on. And right now they are. You know, I think they're on the outside looking in. What was the list time last year? They were 16 and 7. Same record? Yeah. After losing uh, losing to Duke by 20. Yeah, they got blown out. Then they would go on and win uh, win one, two, like eight or nine, eight out of 10 or whatever. The only lost being to Pittsburgh. We should have beaten them twice. Mm, yep, we that was including us in that game. Yeah, they're fifteen and eight now, seven and five in a bad ACC. That's crazy. They're almost identical record as last year. The problem is they don't have any non-conference resume to back it uh, back them up. Ohio State was their best non-conference win. They suck. Michigan, they beat. They suck. They lost to the only good teams they played: Iowa State, Bama, Indiana. 
like like they just they they've beaten nobody. They've got no wins besides the one over Virginia to hang their hat on. Virginia's got to be over Virginia Tech. Well, they didn't even beat Virginia. They lost that game. That's right. So they yeah. they've got no they have no quad one wins. It's uh it's a tough resume. They got to get it going. Texture says uh, saying that we improved we have improved greatly is an outright lie. Improved marginally is a stretch. We've definitely improved, but that's it's it's not saying a lot. When you go from you know. I mean, we've improved more than when I was selling you on. We've improved back in November. Yes, which, again, every team improves. I mean, yeah. The level of improvement is the, the big if question. If your March team couldn't yeah. beat your November team and there's not injuries to blame for it, then I don't – I mean, that's should, – should not be the way that sports work. But this team has not improved nearly as much as we'd like them to. But you can't say that they're not better in some respects. And, and I'm not trying to paint a – put lipstick on a pig, trust me. But they've gotten a little bit better. Is that animal cruelty? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> is that is that like cosmetic testing when you do that? I don't know if it's that bad. Okay. <laughs> Texas is getting down by 20 to bad teams, having the other team let up, and then us making a run is not improvement. I mean... Oh, this is when you could again. We weren't we weren't making those runs back in November, December, though. Yeah, the Maui games. Yeah, we got down big and did not make runs. No, and when we got back from Maui, we the same with Miami and Florida State and, and Maryland. Well, I just remember you were gone for that Maryland game. That was the one I got so much crap for when I said Maryland is not twenty points better than Louisville. They're they're a decent team. We shouldn't have lost by twenty. Maryland, they're a top twenty team. They're, what is Maryland at now, by the way? Uh, they're winning every game at home and losing every game on the road. And they're they're just, they're a, they're a, a mid level team. They're, they weren't 20 yeah. points better than us. They're number 23 on Ken Palm. They've won four in a row, actually. Good for them. They're pretty good. They're not, they still weren't 20 points better than us. I think they're 20 points better than us. They shouldn't have been, though. Well, 25, actually. They're even worse. <laughs> um, they're 16 and 7, 7 and 5 in conference. Yeah. It's pretty good in the Big Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Texas Deep Impact sounds like a movie that Trevor watches while home alone. Well, which one is it? I'm watching Home Alone or Deep Impact. <laughs> yeah, hand up. I don't think I've ever watched Deep Impact from start to finish, all the way through. It kind of surprises me. It seems like it's right up your alley. Because it was it came out in my video store run when I was doing my video store days, and I, but I just for some reason I just never actually sat down and watched it from start to finish. I think it's the Elijah Wood thing mixed with I'm just an Armageddon fan, obviously. By the way, did you know that the Big X has a box at Pacers games? Yeah, it's sweet. How, why did we not get to go to the suite? Oh well, now you want to be involved. You, you're too good for the Christmas parties and lottery club. And when we bring out the bring out the box at the Pacers game, it's Mike's all Big X, right? Well, have you been? <laughs> no. I, you should be more <laughs> mad than I am. Uh, I've been I've been to my fair share of Pacers games. I had season tickets for two years. Patrick's like, we got the suite for the game on Saturday. Mike. Well, it's it's it's, it's the it's the mid level. It's it's nice. I think he using the word suite a little loosely, but. Uh, it's yeah, they're good seats. I mean, they're the 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 mid level area, like the little you get your own, you get servers that bring you stuff, which which sounds nice. But if you really want to be, you better be patient because it's gonna be like third quarter by the time you get your drink. Yeah, they're good seats. We get them because we're the home of the technically the home of the Pacers. Again, you're using we liberally. You and I are not getting <laughs> are not getting anything. I mean, if you want if you want to go to a Pacer game, I can. I mean, we can get those same seats. They're not that expensive. What don't pay? I mean, no point. I've had I want some big X perks. Like I said, I had back to back season tickets for the Pacers and two two tickets and for season tickets, and I didn't pay that much. My only perk is to be in a lottery group with people that would absolutely steal the winnings if they were if they wound up winning it. 
I do love how you, 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 you're like Groot. Show up for the payday. Wait for the danger. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't want to be at the Christmas parties. You don't want to be at the lottery club. All the good. All the. All the. the the, the the stuff down here, but when it comes to the Pacer game, oh hey, well yeah, that's what we, I got, we got past the Super Bowl. Well, here I'm Big X now. Yeah, I need to show up. I mean, yeah, I'd like I I would enjoy a perk. It'd be nice. <laughs> Texas Mike, your boy Mulaney is one of the main voices in Puss in Boots too. Trevor, as the old man, what is your opinion on the proposed hip drop tackle rule in the NFL? Hip drop tackle rule? No idea what that is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar, but I haven't seen it. Again, I've been out of it for the week a little bit, so something happened I don't know about. Hip drop tackle. I don't know. We'll have to look into it. Okay. I will, yeah. I'm probably against it, though. Take a break. We'll look into it. <laughs> uh, we also have an update from Kenny Payne today on the ACC Coaches Teleconference, and then we got to get into the ACC drama between Bayham and the rest of the conference because it's – forget Duke-UNC. This is the biggest story from the ACC over the weekend. He's an old man who doesn't care oh, what he says. Oh, God. But you got to love that. you got to respect that a little bit, right? But he's also just making stuff up now. It's not like just telling truths. He's just straight – just like spraying at everybody. And, and it's not even half true. He's the old guy in the booth and waiting. He's like, you know what's bad? Sometimes you give little kids the middle finger and you don't realize you do it. <laughs> like that guy, the UK blue coat guy. You see that? No, I saw a picture. I saw – I, need to, I saw the uh, Matt Jones tweet something about him. Yeah, some. So but one, I didn't read one it. of the like security guards at UK that wear the blue coats. Yeah, the they uh, the camera caught him. He's down there with the student section. The camera caught him flipping off the Florida fans during during the nice. game. Nice, and they fired him. Oh no! And so now UK is like they're staging like a whole movement to like get him rehired. He had called into KSR today. Apparently, I mean, good for the guy to get his fifty minutes of fame. Let's be, also, let's remember right that, there with the, right with their please go to Texas sign guy. This is the same fan base that like lost their minds when Rick Pitino like barely flipped off a guy for a split second after losing to Kentucky, and now they're like security guards are just doing their jobs by flipping off the, hey, the opposing. You're gonna crowd. point. Out I'm on their side. If you're pointing at hypocrisies and fans. You're in the wrong business, my friend. I'm on their side, <laughs> but let's be real. Middle fingers are funny all the time. You you can't just say they're only funny when they're coming from us. Hold on. Why is the trending topic things to avoid during sex? I don't know. I want you to look into that. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll get to more of your guys' text, and then we'll also talk about this ACC drama, and Trevor will try to figure out what a uh, hip drop tackle Maybe that's is. part of things to do while winning. <laughs> Keep it locked right here on 
Welcome back in. Monday edition of the Rutherford Show rolling on here on 1450 96 on the Big X. You know, we're talking about this off air. You watched all of the that Ravens for 30 for 30 last night, right? I did. I, 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 I'm glad I DVR'd it. And I was going to like, I'm going to start like half an hour because I know they don't put a lot of commercial breaks, but I hate commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. And then I realized the NBA game went like 30 minutes late. I'm like, oh crap, I got to add some time to my DVR. Otherwise, I'm going to get really pissed. So I bet I did. I got to watch the whole thing. It was, I enjoyed it. I, I watched most of it. I, I liked what I saw. The, the one part, when I, like, right when I started really paying attention, it was the roundtable discussion where Trent Dilfer is talking and they talk <laughs> about adding him to the team. And then he goes into the whole spiel about like, they overprotect the quarterbacks nowadays. It's a classic old man rant where he's like, in my day, we were good. You know, they were, they let him bring knives out there to attack <laughs> the quarterback with. And he's like, what Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and these guys are doing right now, it's not impressive. I think it's he, not impressive <laughs> at all. And like, right when I hear him say that, I'm like, People are going to be talking about this tomorrow, and sure enough, there's a clip of him with a, in a like a fully protected pocket. Like this, like this is what Trent Dilfer could do with a fully protected pocket, and he overthrows a wide open man by about 17 yards. It was like way downfield, like the worst throw you've ever seen in your entire life. I just, I mean, also yeah. Tom Brady won the Super Bowl the year immediately after he won his Super Bowl. He did, yeah. Like, like there was the same era. What are you talking about? But he wasn't on the Ravens that year. Had he, been on, had he been on the Ravens, they, the Patriots may never have won it. But he's just saying, like, quarterback, what they're doing right now is not impressive at all. I'm like, well, yeah. Brady was winning Super Bowls in your era, too. <laughs> I mean, just one year later, yeah. He did come to the night. Yeah, I, I just, yeah the, the Tilper stuff, amazingly, I'm surprised that's what caught the most trend or traction of, of things said because I was like, the, phone, the thing that caught me the most was how he just threw Greg Williams utterly under the bus. I mean, he did. I guess the NFL is like, listen, we were suspended this guy for, like, you know, the – um, he he was the one mainly involved in the New Orleans stuff with the um, uh, Bounty Gate or whatever they yeah, called it. Exactly. I could not. I should have remembered it. Me and Greg Brom argued over that for for weeks on, on which one, who if that was right or not for the suspension. But uh, yeah, I mean, so I guess the NFL was like, screw it, throw him under the bus, and they show a picture of him because yeah. he is in the NFL now. Still, I think he's back coaching somebody. If I'm not mistaken. I'm sure he is. But yeah, that one I thought was the one that caught my most attention and. It was I, I, at first I didn't think I was gonna like it because it started out so sad with the Saragusa stuff and then like the way they were like setting it up I'm like okay maybe I don't know if this is gonna be for me but it caught me I, I end up really enjoying the way they did it with the whole round table and going through the whole the basically just chronological doings of the season in chronological order I I said that right right didn't you I got it okay good and just that, that's what I enjoy I hate when things go back and forth and not that I don't like Pulp Fiction style a little bit but sometimes it's overdone. And I, yeah, I, I enjoyed the only thing I hot take about it, and I said this to you during one of the breaks. The the Ravens, that Ravens defense, sometimes I think gets the bad vibe treatment on nostalgic view. Like is well, they won it all though. They did a great defense, but when you're talking greatest defense of all time, it's near more the bottom of the top ten to me. Ten point three points per game. People. There's a reason why, even at the time, it was shutouts. It wasn't even being hyped as the greatest defense at the time. Why? Because look at the that was a bad AFC back then. A bad AFC. They beat a, they beat the beat. Look at some of the highlights of the, the people they're playing in those games. It was post damn uh, you know Elway just retired had been a huge retired. You didn't have really any kind of superstar quarterback in the AF, in the AFC, let alone you know NFC sometimes in some cases. And it was just kind of a weird gap of generations. I mean, you had Manning just kind of being a rookie coming into his still 
still growing. You didn't have Brady. You didn't have Breesian. You didn't have a lot of the guys. We just finally saw the end of that, that 2000s era. And it was, I mean, you played Achilles Smith. You played a brand. I mean, Cordell Stewart was the quarterback for the toughest team they really played was the, the Tennessee Titans. And that was coached by Jeff Fisher, for God's sakes, who's really not intimidating anyone. I mean, he's just has, he's just, he's, he, I mean, the guy thinks vanilla ice cream's too spicy. That's how bland <laughs> Jeff Fisher is. So, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, Tennessee team was a good team, but that was your biggest challenge. It also was a different era. And they the punched sport. them in the mouth and, and made them their gimp from start from finish. Yeah, so, I teams, mean, teams were running a lot more, the ball a lot more back then. It, it was just, I mean, they're scoring. You could never have a defense in today's day and age that would hold teams to 10.3 points. They were yeah. acting like it was the era of the wing to hit people. And I'm like, no, it's, it's just, you just had a perfect storm of a really bad AFC Central that year. Because remember, there was only three divisions at the time. I mean, you had Tennessee, Baltimore, and you had Jacksonville was. Their, their little run in the late 90s had come to an end. They were deteriorating. Pittsburgh was in the kind of a middle area. You know, the, Cleveland was an expansion team still. Cincinnati was all but an expansion team still at that point from the, the, their 90s horrific era. I mean, it was just they, they played Ryan Leaf in that one of those shutouts. I mean, it was a 1-15 team in San Diego. The, the stats are great. And I'm not going to argue that the defense wasn't. I mean, because, I mean, you have multiple Hall of Famers. Rod Woodson is a favorite of mine of all time. You had, I thought Chris McAllister was always underrated before he shattered his leg twice, I think. Uh, you had the linebackers, but I don't know. I just, I think it gets, and call me biased, but I'll take the 1991 gangrene team, Vince, which led the league across the board, just like Baltimore did, and as, as a better defense. Now, the NFL was actually higher scoring. Overall, in 2000, than it was in 1991. Really? Look at the stats here. Well, I'll, I'll take on take the, the our defense going against Joe Gibbs and and company than, than than that. Even though the Cowboys were still just starting to come up on their own. Okay. All right. Giants were a Super Bowl team. Washington was good. Cowboys were just starting to come together. That's who we played against to win ten games. And our quarterback was Jim McMahon. For God's sakes. Yeah. Thanks, Bryce Pop. I remember you. I hate Bryce Pop. They didn't let anybody score more than 10 points in the playoffs. Yeah, who did they play? I don't know. They played the Giants the Super Bowl. Yeah, Kerry Collins. Yeah. Guy, guy, this guy, <laughs> literally, Collins. guy literally quit on his team. Walked out on, told, told the coach, I don't want to be the starter anymore at one point. Who did the 91 Eagles play in the Super Bowl? By the way, that, that Giants team I'm bashing beat the Eagles in the division around. <laughs> we did. We lost We lost to them like 30 to 17, I think, or something. They, that was the Ron Day and Tiki Barber team. Thunder and Lightning? Yeah, they just ran all over us. We couldn't. And that was Andy Reid's first playoff team. We have a Brandon Huntley Hatfield update today. Really? We do. Well, color me interested. Kenny Payne on his we had his coach's teleconference this week, uh, the weekly teleconference this morning, and then he had his pre Pittsburgh press conference in the afternoon. At both press conferences, he announced that uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield back to working out, boots off. As far as a timetable for his return, Kenny Payne says, "I've got no idea," <laughs> but. He's out there doing stuff. On-court activities have resumed. He's playing a little bit. I mean, I, I guess that means that he's going to play again this season, but we've got no timetable. Who knows? Could be this Could be this weekend. Could be never. Our, 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 one of my former intern, uh, a boy over at uh, another stage, Jack Grossman, had a tweet over the weekend I thought was hilarious. Someone tweeted about, like, Steph Curry's injury. It was, like, this detailed knee injury. And, like, the I can't remember who retweeted it and, like, included, like, NFL version. His knee is bad. <laughs> baseball, That's us too. baseball version, knee not good. And like Jack wrote, quote tweeted it with the instantly version, day to day. 
Like that's all you're gonna get from us on this. Uh, we still don't know what the injury is. We don't. He's in a boot. It's a foot injury. That's yes. it. That's all we have. <laughs> I mean, it's an ankle, it's been a, a toe. Month. We have nothing. Does he have gout? Does he? Did he? I mean, what? What? what what's going on here? We're still at AJ Green announced his retirement. By the way, a year ago. Mm, no, right now. <laughs> oh, we should have done it a year ago. Well, AJ Green announced his retirement after eleven. During an 11-year career. A.J. Green was a good wide receiver. Great wide receiver. Yeah. A.J. Green's an example of in the NFL where you don't slowly deteriorate. You fall off the cliff when he comes to production. Yeah. He uh, spent his final two seasons in Arizona. Yeah, pointlessly. 78 receptions, 1,084 yards, and five touchdowns over his last two years in 19 games. Yeah, yeah that, that's a that's a season. Yeah. Oh, it's, that was a good Bengals credit. They rebuilt in one year and went with him and uh, Dalton in that one draft. And a draft that really wasn't that great to begin with. All right, 502-414-1450. We'll take a few more texts here before we get to the top of the hour. Texas says, if Clemson is on the bubble, there's no way that the ACC refs let Louisville beat them. Well, the, the ACC doesn't care as much about no, Clemson. No, yeah, that, North that's Carolina. South Carolina and North Carolina. you got to get it right. Yeah. Speaking of North Carolina, the, the refs absolutely tried yesterday <laughs> with the women's basketball team. I haven't seen these clips by Oh, her, my yeah. God. It was Jeff Walls, you could tell, it was one of those games. There was a play early on where – we, I mean, we we got absolutely destroyed, like complete foul. So much so that the player from North Carolina tried to catch our player as she's like falling down. She gets hit <laughs> on a jumper and like doesn't hustle back. She could have had an uncontested layup, but she felt so bad about the no call. And so Walls goes nuts, and you're like, he's definitely going going to get teed up today. He he definitely got teed up. Uh, the team said it fired them up. They win the game, sixty two to fifty five. They, it it was not a pretty thing. I mean, they, they I think they ended up with twenty one turnovers. It was a gross game. But they gritted out. They beat a top uh, 11 team. North Carolina was number 11 in one poll, number 14 in the other. They had to get that victory. But my God, I mean, anytime Carolina comes into your building and they've got more to play for than maybe you do, which I don't think is necessarily the case on the women's side, but they're playing for a top seed. The men's side, it absolutely has been the case the last couple of years. They just, every call, every call. Uh, I know women's basketball officiating is notoriously horrendous, but yesterday I thought it was on a different level. But props to the ladies. Mikasa Robinson, once again, just doing a little bit of everything. She is the heart and soul of this team. If we could get her heart in every single women's and men's basketball players' bodies, I think we would be much, much better in, in both sports. But she uh, stepped up again, was fantastic, really served as a catalyst. we got to get Haley going a little bit more. She started off really well, fizzled a little bit late uh, in the second half. But big-time win. It's time to get hot. We mentioned this last week. If they're going to go on a run and be a dangerous 4, 5, 6 seed in the NCAA tournament, it kind of feels like it needs to start now, and they, they're they're getting better. There's no question about it. Who is number one in women's basketball right now? Is it, is it South Carolina again? Is it South Carolina again. They beat UConn over the weekend. Are they are they head because in women's basketball usually you have the tiers are very gapped, and where you have your usually your three or four, they're maybe right. one or two even sometimes. At least credit to the the women's basketball women's game that the parity is somewhat started. To, it's it, got it's a getting close. It's getting much better. Uh, it's, uh, Making progress like this Louisville basketball team it's still, in men's version. You still feel like you know one or two seeds going to win. Yeah. You have as opposed to like it just being one oh, or two teams that can win it. It's like five or six. When teams. we were growing up, you had two teams. I right. mean, it was well, actually one it was Tennessee, pretty Tennessee much for the nineties and Louisiana and, Tech at one point. That was in the eighties, and then it became yeah. UConn. Yeah, and then yeah, you had a couple of times. I still remember my first ever. I don't know why I'll never forget watching the ninety four Final Four between Texas Tech and Ohio State. Cheryl Swoops versus Katie Smith. Uh, just one of those games just just rings a bell. Just always watched it, but yeah, for the most part, it's always been one team. It just feels like there has been a few more here and there, and which is nice. It, it, 
makes the game more interesting, especially being the fact that Louisville's usually one of those teams does help. Yeah, not but, this year. But th- this year it is South Carolina. Is are they head above everyone else? Well, they played so they played UConn, so it was one versus five over the weekend. It was a really competitive game, so they're not head, okay. head and shoulders above everybody good, else. Good, good, good. It was. I think South Carolina ended up winning by five, but it was it was anybody's game there in the fourth quarter. They're number one. Indiana's number two. With Sacred Heart star Grace Berger, it's their best player. Really, that surprised me. They've been they've they've been slowly been decent yeah, the last couple of years. They, I think they were a two seed last year. They, Something like that sounds familiar. Eight. Yeah, uh, and then LSU Kim Mulkey, who's there now, the uh, former Baylor coach. They're undefeated. They're they're number three. Well, they're uh, cheating, I'm sure. Yeah, of course they are. They're really good. UConn's really good again. Then Iowa's got Caitlin Clark, who's you know the, all everything, who's who's really good. It feels like it's kind of those five teams, and then that drop off comes after that. Which we just got to fill that gap then. We do. Get hot. Get the right draw. I mean, we've got the talent. I, I, I could see this team making a push. I'd love to see it. I would, too. It'd be, it, it'd be Let's fun. be the first seed bigger than a three to win a championship wins basketball. It'd be great. It'd be great. I mean, especially after the last few years where it's become, you, know, you go into the tournament as a one seed last year, and you make the Final Four, and it's kind of like, okay, we did what we were supposed to do. Now let's see if we can beat these teams and win a national title. It'd be fun to have like sort of a, a Cinderella run for a change this year. Although I'd take a, a run as a number one team too. I mean, kind of like when uh, I just always think about the '80s, where like with Virginia, never, never get to the Final Four. Samson the year after leaves, they go to the Final Four. Yeah, Do, the the Georgia Georgia underachieves three years with Dominique. Year he leaves, they go to the Final Four. Peyton Manning, yeah, team yeah, team exactly. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there's a better, there's a more, more more modern example of it for you. Texas says, Trevor, have you looked into staying at a KOA campground? They have decent showers and electrical hookup. Temperature should be warm enough, I would think. I've, so I've had friends who've done this. I don't know what that, a, what a, what a, like huh? a, like a campground. Like you can, I had friends who did this in New Orleans for the final four. Like you just like take a little van, stay at one of these, these KOA campgrounds. It's like a trailer park free. Kind of. I mean, not really a trailer park. <laughs> I mean, are you parking your car there? Are you sleeping in yeah. your car? That's a trailer park, dude. Well, kind of, but it's, <laughs> you can put, it's free. <laughs> it's safe so sparking in a rest area and sleeping in the car it's organized you can make that happen i guess i can also stop at a maybe meet a lady i don't know (laughs) well you're not gonna do that the rest area according to something about mary sounds like Uh, it sounds like it's a fun atmosphere i mean i can also park on the side of the road and put my hazard lights on and call it to be free (laughs) look into it make it happen you check it there's a check-in there's a checkout you can make it happen one of the things that is kind of disappointing, I really wanted to, I, I'd even looked over like the schedule of wanting to stop in like Lincoln County in New Mexico and doing like the Billy the, the Kid tours. I've, I've always been like wanting to do that. And that was, that was going to, that would have been on this route too, if I did this trip. Still, 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 still alive. Maybe coming back. Texas, Ben Johnson has been terrible at Minnesota. Could you see him being fired and being replaced by Rick Pitino? No, I don't think, I don't think Rick is going to take the job at the place that fired his son uh, three years ago. Plus Rick's not stupid. He's not going to Minnesota. He's not going to Minnesota. Listen, he's not. It's not like he's desperate to get a, like a power five job. He's trying to. He's gonna get one. He can. He can pick and choose a little bit. I'm thinking Georgetown. I, you still like Georgetown? Still makes sense. So does St. John's possibly. Do. I think that's that's what's going. going to I don't come know what down. St. John's looks like right now, but I can see him three years having them back to relevancy. I, I think that's what it's going to come down to. If I had to guess, Texas walk hard. The Dewey Cox story is an ex- excellent bio. <laughs> I enjoy walk hard. Uh, yes. I've, I don't really remember. I watched it, I think when it first came out, but I didn't really get into it. I was, I was starting to get tired of those, the, the, the satire movies at that point with all the scary movies that were being and not another teen movie around that same time that was being pushed out. Yeah. It was, yeah, it, sure. it was getting, it was, I still I, liked it. it was still yeah. Fun. I mean, they're, 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 they had their moments, but there was a time when 
those were just getting just constantly shoved out nonstop, and it was getting old. Texas, the Big X doesn't even have a signal that reaches past the water. So how do they have an MPA box? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we prioritize the wrong things. But we're getting better. <laughs> Thanks, That's a good, good question. I've, I've, I don't disagree. How does a rainbow work? How does a positive traffic work? On positive work? I don't know. Your Just voice says there says... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but that Ravens team had two Hall of Fame defensive players, probably both top five all time at their position. Um, well, top five, I don't know. Well, Rod Wilson was technically a safety at that point. I wouldn't say he was top five. Oh, he's talking about Ed Reed, yeah, who was the second best safety of his era behind Brian Dawkins. Um, yeah, I mean, let's not hey, say, you know as well as that, that gang green defense, you met, you met Reggie White and James Brown at a gas station in Tennessee, so don't hate on it. He knows what I'm talking about. One of the first times I met him, he told me this story. <laughs> our defense, their linebackers definitely were better than that 91 Eagles team, but our defensive line made up the difference. And our that, secondary with Eric Allen was just was right up there too. Texas says, is the theme bleepy love ballads from the early 2000s? Well, these are all 98-99 around then. <laughs> you're, you're in the area. Yeah, it's because, it's or I guess 97. No, it's, it's one of those is definitely 98. Now, the question is why? I know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Texas says, this segment feeling right now, and then just types out a bunch of Zs. Well, we're sorry. We're going to do better Do we just put somebody to sleep with a good segment? <laughs> Apparently. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. Okay, we'll get better. Wake Five- up if you're driving, especially. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Five o'clock hours up next. <laughs> we'll dive back into some of this Louisville talk that we had at the beginning of the show. Also, we have to talk about the Jim Beheim thing. I think it's hilarious. Jim Beheim throwing just grenades at the rest of the ACC, Brandon Knight firing back, and then Jim Beheim issuing maybe the worst apology in the history of sports. We can get all, into all of that coming up in hour number three. Keep it locked right here. Mike Rutherford Show rolls on after this here on The Big X. heard that I was like, I mean, it works well with the song, but I don't, it's not a turn on. I mean, maybe, maybe she's just, you know, a heavier set girl, so she can't see yeah, it. Maybe tell me what you want to do. We, we are. The best part of this song is though, where like he tries to rap for like five seconds. Oh, the Usher call part? Me US. Oh, that's great. Uh, hey, and it's the best part of the whole song. Oh, I, I got it. Hold on, where is it? 
com u s h e r r a y m o n d. This is edited, so I'm good. I was about to say. <laughs> I'm in, I'm no. A Jodeci, a Jodeci reference. I know. I was because I, I knew it was coming up, and then I was like, can we, can, I was like, you can't say that word on the radio. I hope the Trevor found the edited. I guess that was Usher trying to be tough. He's like, I'm street. It lasted four bars and a total of nine seconds. That's kind of I didn't mean to be that. That's kind of like when uh, the guy from Room 5 drops an S-bomb. He's like, you're not tough. Uh, yeah. In the, in- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the dancing like Jagger song or whatever. Well, in the very first like, song. like, I'm going to fight a bear. I'm like, no, you're not. When the very first song <laughs> they ever had that came out, I can't remember what it was. Like, he he definitely dropped, like, I'll whip your, like, bitch ass. I can't say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> that's my fault. <laughs> Blame it on Adam Levine for starting the, the 5 o'clock hour on that. You're day. the farthest thing from... from like, do the kids still say hard? Yes. Okay. You're, you're the first thing I'm hard ever. Like, no. Like, you. Better, I was about to make a very inappropriate joke. We, <laughs> we need to change the topic because we're both about to get in trouble. <laughs> okay. We're in the five o'clock hour here at the Mike Rutherford Show. Stop us. Stop us. It's Monday. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. We're fine. It's fine. It's all fine. Uh, here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X, the home of Pacer Suites and Luxury. And everything nice. That's what we do here on the Big X. Trevor Kelsey back here. Healthy, uh, chipper. Feeling good, man. It's feeling, feeling Super Bowl like a... week, for God's sake. Woo! Oh, I can't. I'm just... That hurt a little bit? Not really. Good, I'm, I'm, good. I'm back. I'm, I'm back. I mean, and because, you know, I'm, I would say you know, take a little better care of myself this week. I feel like I got a little more energy this week. Now, it's the beginning of Super Bowl week. The last Not time we did apple, this, though. I think we did this a, a week ago when you were kind of on death's door. Confidence level, 1 to 10. We're now six days away from kickoff. Um, Eagles-Chiefs, big game, a lot of opinions flying around there. How are you feeling right now? I'm I'm at 50-50, really. I really am. I'm, I'm nervous, I, and, and I have a reason to be. For you were like six and a half, seven this time a week ago. I mean, I was much more confident against San Francisco than I was in this game. Understandably so. I mean, yeah, I, I knew I knew that, that we were going to make we were going to destroy Brock Purdy. I didn't think we'd, you know, knock out their quarterbacks like we were doing, you know, the bounty game against the against the Redskins back in the nineties. But you know, but that, I thought I, I knew I knew they weren't going to that our defense was too good for that offense. It wasn't going to work. And this one's it scares me. I, I I try to make myself feel a little more confident thinking to myself where, okay, like this this Chiefs team really had trouble when they lost to the Bucks in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And our defense is is good, if not better, than that Bucks defense. Now the problem is, is their line was so banged up in that game that you know their their line's better than it was in that game as well. So I we get you got we got to get pressure on Mahomes. We got to just get to him, and we got to be able to control the ball and run the clock. And I was I was an, I was not a Sirianni fan when he was hired. Hands up, I I was a huge Doug Peterson guy. I liked I was obviously still hanging on Andy Reid. That's pops, love you. Uh, but I. I I'm more Sirianni, but he sometimes has, in the last two years, noticed a knack to just fall way too much into the passing game. And if that happens, we're going to establish in, the ground game. We're going to be in trouble. Got to yeah. establish we, the We've got to be ball control. Can't turn it over. We got to do like Baltimore did. And you watched that bullies of Baltimore last night. We've got to be ball control, keep the keep the clock, and just pressure Mahomes nonstop. And yeah. I, I, I feel like we can do that. That's the rest for to win. But Andy Reid's a damn good coach and. You could do a coaching press. I think you just threw out like every coaching Super Bowl press conference cliche of all time right there. <laughs> well, I love that you got to control the clock. We've got to <clears throat> establish the ground game. We've got to get pressure on Mahomes. You can't let him get comfortable back there. <laughs> We've got to win the turnover battle. No silly mistakes. 
It's going to be a battle. It's going to be four quarters. What you just did right there was impressive. I liked it. I mean, I watched enough NFL Network. You're bound to. That is what, that's, <laughs> just a, through osmosis. You just yeah, absorb it. Some of the things that about that 30-30 I really enjoyed walking away from was, one, Tony Sergus. If you didn't love him, you, you had to after that. I mean, the Rich Gannon rebuttal alone was was, was worth it. Where he's going to complain about me and being on top of him. My wife's 5'2", and I'm on top of her once a week, and she's yet to complain. I mean, uh, that and Belichick, I'm not Belichick, uh, Belich. I walked away like being more of a Belich fan. So I, I, like, I don't remember team. liking him. Behind closed doors, he's a lot funnier Back, than he was. Yeah, and and when he told the story about the guy that sent the letter, yeah, that's, you just that's what made me think. You just saying that to me was made me think of that. He's like, this guy sent this this letter, and it's detailed. It's good. This guy knew his stuff. And at the end of it, it had to say like, "But you're a bleeping idiot." <laughs> <laughs> It was good. I, uh, yeah, he. I walked away really impressed by him. I would. You thought it'd been more Ray Lewis in there, but he really kind of was shy a little yeah, bit. Not a lot. Yeah. He kind of kept kept it close to the vest. I know they did talk a lot about the the uh, the murder stuff, which I, every time they brought it up, I kept going to the uh, Robert Smigel cartoon. Where it's like I didn't see nothing. I didn't see nothing. <laughs> oh, so it's like. Because it was all about the. Did uh, you ever see the? You know what I'm talking about? Why there? Trent Dilfer said we're going to Disney World instead of Ray Lewis, who's the MVP? It's yeah. Like, it's like, Disney now apologizes. We've given him his own cartoon. He kills. Uh, he kills Mufasa. He ran, he ran over Bambi. He gets the limo. I didn't see nothing. And jumps in the limo. Scar kills Mufasa. Like, oh, I didn't see anything. All right, that was that was a good one back in the day. Oh yeah. Uh, but it is Super Bowl week. We'll have more. You, you knew it was Super Bowl week. I'd kind of forgotten, but until I saw all the tweets uh, from sports writers complaining about their travel. Like, oh, it's, well, good Lord, what do you expect? Yeah, I don't know if you guys have been reading the news lately yeah. or, or looking at anything or traveling at all lately, but you're going to have some hiccups out there, especially you chose to fly Spirit Airlines to Phoenix. <laughs> That's on you. And you wonder why I'm driving. That's, yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. I'd much rather drive. Like I say, even if I leave on like a Friday, it's 25 hours to get there from here to Phoenix. Campground. <laughs> KOA Campground. Look I, can, I can leave here after the show on Friday and get there Saturday night. You'd be fine. Camp yeah. it out. Go to the game. Boom. Celebrate a championship. Find the love of your life on the campground. What a weekend. Perfect. <laughs> find my love on the campground. I'm going to run to Francis. What's the name from McDormand. the? Yeah. That movie was the movie where she's living in the Nomad. There's all sorts of. There are three campgrounds near Phoenix. Well, of course there's. It's, it's, it's like four cities in the whole state of Arizona. The rest is desert. I'm going to book you a spot right now. There's Tucson. There's Flagstaff. And there's Phoenix. That's Fort, literally it. Would you like to stay at Fort Apache? Say, <laughs> am I loud? Yeah. Or the Pikachu looks not like a Pokemon. That's what I thought that was. And it's not open right now. Oh, it's not open right I mean, I don't have a trailer, though. You don't need one. I have, an SU, I have a, a RAV4 with no, with, with, with no spare on the back. You want to stay in a tent? It's, they're nice tents. They've got lodging there. <laughs> $30 for three tents? Oh, they're nice tents. Check in. That include that includes scenic and wildlife. Check in Saturday. You didn't get the reference, did you? No, I'm I'm sorry. I'm logging you Sorry. into. I'm making campground reservations. I should get, right I now. should get nod for my uh, National Lampoon's Vacation reference there. Your equipment type, uh, automobile, Boom. small. Do you oh. want Do you want a tent or are you just staying in your in your in, in your car? I'm just in a tent. Okay. Well, I mean, it's an option. Like all sorts of. This is the best way to go. I'm sorry. First of all, do you do you really think I'm gonna fit in the tent? <laughs> I mean, let's 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 put it all on the table here, okay? Let's put it spades to spades. You can bring your pets if you wanted to. Do you, th- do you think I'm gonna fit in a tent? Yeah, like comfortably. Oh, 
<laughs> I mean, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> I, I, I agree. <laughs> There's no available campsites. I mean, now the campsites are taken. <laughs> you you should have acted fast. We should have acted in the three o'clock hour. I mean, well, again, I'll, how about I just park at the closest rest area and just and just hide between a few trucks that are sleeping overnight? <laughs> I tried to sleep in a rust area one time. Oh, I'm, I'm no. I tried to. It didn't work well. I, no, I couldn't I'm, fall asleep. I tried. I was driving to Iowa that summer. I tried to. I, I drove through the night. I was trying to, and I was like, I can't do it. I've done road trips up and down thirty years, and I I've never. Yeah, I can't sleep in a. I've never. I've never. I've slept in my car while someone else was driving, but I've never. I've never pulled over to the side of the road and slept. When I went from or the, rest area. I went from a bachelor party in New Orleans to go to Mary's family vacation in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and this is all like the latest that I stayed at was the night before I left for this this like thirteen hour drive. You drove from Iowa to no no, no New Orleans. Oh okay. At the end of a three day bachelor party. Nice. I was up to like four a.m. I tried to leave at like eight a.m. <laughs> yeah. I, I had yeah. to pull over to Mega Church in Mississippi, <laughs> yacked all over the parking lot, and then tried to sleep for like thirty minutes. Like I dozed off for like five minutes. It was terrible, but that was a, and then I realized later in the drive that I had put Hilton Head Drive in northern North Carolina into my phone. Mary, Mary was like tracking my phone. <laughs> I'm like in Atlanta. She's like, where are you going? I was like, it cost me like three hours of the trip too. It was, the, it was one of the worst days of my life. It was completely awful. And that was GPS days? No, this was on my phone, like map. I was like trying, I was like in downtown New Orleans. I'm just like trying to get there. I'm like directions to Hilton Head and it pops up and it looks like about the right amount of time. And then I looked like halfway through the trip and it was saying a, a road in Hilton Head drive North Carolina. And it was terrible. I printed up map, wrong MapQuest one time. It did that to me. I, I drove like three hours the wrong way. I did MapQuest before. It was terrible. Yeah. I just, <laughs> kids are probably like, what's a MapQuest? Oh, yeah. I mean, every, every big, yeah, every big road trip. I trust GPS way too much, too. Like, sure. I, there's some, there's some bad, like, especially, I mean, even locally, I put everything in GPS because I have no sense of direction whatsoever. Oh, something's wrong with the stream. The stream's been going in and out for people now. Uh, Texture says it sounds like a busted fast food drive-in speaker system. And then? It's because they used all those funds to go to that Pacers game on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> we also had Colts tickets, had to too. upgrade the suite. We also do Colts. Well, it'd be nice if I could get some of those tickets. You ever asked? I didn't know we had any until Friday. We're giving away at the Christmas party. <laughs> That's where we came all way. Weren't you there? Texas, Trevor, they make tents for eight people that you can stand up in. You could definitely fit in a tent. Yeah, I heard that same excuse when I bought my hot tub. It said sit eight. It fitted eight. You can fit in a tent. It barely fit me and another young lady. Well, maybe the tent could fit you and another young lady. Maybe you could share a tent. <laughs> you go around asking them. Bro. Tent of love. That's got to be a big tent. It's the new, what was that? Um, what was the Jennifer Lawrence movie about the Eagles with the, with the Eagles in it? Featured heavily. Jennifer. Silver Lines Playbook. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, This yeah. could be your Silver Linings playbook. <laughs> Tent of love. Do I get me to grow with the same track record as Jennifer Lawrence in that movie? Who cares? Yeah, sure. Okay. Why not? Texas says... Um, I liked her better as a brunette. Okay. Texas says, so Trevor is willing to drop $3,000 on Super Bowl tickets, but not two fifty a night on a hotel. Yeah, dr- man's got a code. I kind of had that question, too. <laughs> like if, if you're going with $3,000 on a Super Bowl ticket, but, at, I mean, at that I- point, you're all in. No, I mean, I'm not not all in. Just Plus, also, okay, here, here's the other thing. And this, I started thinking about this last night. And you can tell me I, I'm I'm an idiot. That's fine. I'm used to it. But, like, because I've been You're to this. You're an idiot. I've been to the Super Bowl. Pre- I've been, I have been to a Super Bowl. And, I, you know, I paid that big chunk of money, sort of, 
did mostly begging people for it, but nonetheless. Um, I, yeah, I went to it. It's Eagles' first Super Bowl win. I was there. It's my only Super Bowl. Do I want to taint that by going to this and thus maybe losing? It's 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 a valid question. That's because you I mean, the perfect experience. Yes. And now, do you run the risk? Because if you win, like it it adds. You've got more to lose than I think you have to gain. That's yeah. And I mean, I'd love to be there. Don't get me wrong, especially if they win. And, I'm, and listen, if they lose, I'm not going to be like, I can't believe I spent this money on the tickets. I'm, I'm going to be happy being there. Yeah. This is my. This is like a vacation to me. Like I was telling a friend the other day, I was like, he was like, you're going to spend that much? I'm like, listen, I don't go on trips. I mean, I, I mean, I don't really go on vacations. You know, I don't go, I mean, if I'm going to go on vacation, this is like me going on a vacation. Right. I'm, spending, I'm spending it all pretty much on one ticket, but that's what it is. And the last time I did this was last time I went to Super Bowl. And this is our fourth Super Bowl. I went, didn't go to the one in Jacksonville. I couldn't afford to, clearly, in 2005. Uh and I was barely able to go to one in 18, but I can now at least financially. I could afford it, but just because you can doesn't mean you have to. And that, that what Jeff Goldblum told us in Jurassic Park? More or less, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Everything's locked in with movies with me. You know that. Just, you get my point? Like, I, <sighs> I still think. My one Super Bowl is our, and that's still our first. Our own, I mean, you're never going to take that away of being our first win Super Bowl. Win. No, but you always run the risk of let, let's say this game winds up being the game that everybody says is like the greatest Super Bowl of all time. Like it, go, it goes to overtime, it's a shootout. Mahomes and Jalen Hurts are you know back and forth, blow for blow, and you guys wind up winning. Like that would be pretty damn cool to attend. Like that would be, and that would be breaking pretty much all the records that the one I was at did. Yeah. Remember that right? That there was only one punt in that whole game. God, and, was and it really? That was the Eagles punted in the first quarter. The rest of the game was back and forth. It set a record for most total points, total yards. What was the final? Like 40, 41 to 33. 41-33. Yeah. Two turnovers. There was the interception by Foles. That was a tip pass uh, in the first half. And then the the, the strip fumble by uh, by Brandon Graham to clinch the game. I think it's worth it. I, I want to check tickets. I want to let's, let's, know what tickets are right now, just out of curiosity. The thing is, I mean, you, like you said, you're not a big traveler. You don't. You're not taking trips out to see the Grand Canyon. No, I'm, you're saving your money. You know, you haven't been paying for. I mean, I don't pay. I don't. Pay, yeah, I pay. I pay property taxes into the year. That's all I pay on my house. You don't go out much and do so. do big excursions, do big stuff. Tickets are still around forty five. So, like, you could write it off as you know, if I if I were a person who went out and did all this stuff and saw all these things, I'd be, I'd be spending way more money than this for the entire year. Now I'm just spending it on yeah. one thing that I really, really care about. And, really want to and do. won't go out probably for another two years unless we go back, you know. Yeah, it matters to you. Or, you know, when we go to the, when we win the ACC tournament and then go to the national title here in about a month, we'll we'll spend money to go to the Final Four. I mean, the one thing I definitely want to do is the, the Blue Jays make a World Series. I want to go to a World Series game. That's like the one thing that's kind of the, the one and or the Pacers because I couldn't afford to go in two thousand. I went to a oh, Reds man. NLDS game, which I think may be the closest I'm ever going to get. To yeah, I went. I saw Reds, Reds and Pirates in ninety. <sighs> My grandfather Giants. took me to that game. I went to like the worst game out of the three that were at Great American Ballpark. I was so, I was, I was ten years old. I, I kind of remember. It, it is it's, different when you had experiences. Like yeah, like it was. It was. It was one of those games I remember going to because I remember my grandfather was so excited that we were going to go to the NLC, NLD, NLCS. But I think as long as your health is good enough this weekend, you should go. And not just because it's good for the show. But if I do, I'm probably going to do the later trip. I'm not, I don't want to miss too many days. I missed too much last week. I hate missing too much. Yeah, time. but you were sick. That's, that's fine. Yeah, but. It's not your fault. You're I know TJ's sick. making fun of me for saying that last week. I do. I hate missing work. Or at least missing the show. Like, I, I do like it from a. Like the work part I don't like. But the like show. I never liked missing it. I mean, you know, this year I've had to just 
for health. Stuff, yeah, I mean, if it's health, it's health. You can't. Yeah, but like I do like because you, you want a continuity thing. You want the way that I think you work yourself into people's lives is they can you know, they rely on you. you. You if you're there from three to six every single day, they turn you on at this time. Exactly. You, know, you hear a little bit about their lives. You you, you, know, you feel like you kind of know these people. And that's the way they. And it does kind of get screwed up when you are gone unexpectedly, which sucks. And so you try to limit as as much as you can, but. There are only certain things, so much you can do. Um, health comes up, and you and I, unfortunately, have had some stuff. I mean, it's worst case scenario, I'd miss Friday. I'd maybe like leave Thursday night. Yeah, and you're, just... you're but the thing is, like, we can we can call you during the show, and you can give us updates from the road, and you can say funny stuff, and we can have some content we can put on like our social media. It'd be, it would be it'd be worth it. I did see on my Facebook page, I got the uh, the six year five year anniversary of my uh, road trip diary to the last Super Bowl. I say it's, it's that's on my Facebook. We need to do page. something like that again. If you ever want to go look at it. And we need to check it out. Uh, Texture says, Trevor not going to the Super Bowl. It was the chat GPT story, wasn't it? It was the what story? The you, you may not have remembered this from last week. The guy made up the chat GPT story about a guy named Trevor who goes to the Super Bowl and they get beat 69 to 3. GPT. Oh, is that the, oh, that's the, 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 the artificial we, intelligence yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do vaguely remember that now. Yeah. Texas, a fellow listener and I once drove 10 hours to Gulf Shores, except it was Gulf Shores Drive in Destin. We were like, why are we in Florida? It was a we- Is this a weird route to Alabama? What do you, we're so reliant on directions. How do you not real? I, I, I want to criticize that, but I would absolutely do that. Like As somebody who does, like, I pay half attention. Like, I listen to the messages. Yeah. Like, if I'm in the general vicinity of where I'm supposed to be in the country, I'm not questioning it. It would it, Again, it took me until I, I was getting off in Atlanta. For me to be like this, I don't remember this being the. I don't think this is the right way to South Carolina. And then, sure enough, like Mary, at the right time, that at the same exact time that I'm realizing it, she's tracked my phone and she just texts me and she's like, "Where are you?" I'm like, I'm "Turning around, I'm turning around." And I missed the end of the. It was the famous the LeBron pin block game against the Warriors. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. listening to it on the radio and it went out like right after that happened. There's like three seconds left. I didn't get to hear the end, so I missed like the best NBA game of the last 15 years driving I, I got like just after it ended i finally got back to south carolina it was terrible i think the awesome. worst gps I, I ever had was in atlanta it was during the final four and again i, I put everything in gps especially from out of town and I, I don't know why i just came across like i found like i was looking for something to eat and i saw there there was a fridays i love tgi fridays okay and i hate the fact that like the, the only one in louisville for the longest time other than third street and you know i'm not driving over down to fourth street to go the to one it. off right of, uh Barstow. was on plain was in Plainview area no, these people went playing. You don't remember that one? No, I remember the one in like the Highlands, like right where Barstown starts. Oh, I forgot about that one. I used to go to the one playing. You and I, Jack Daniels chicken and shrimp, love it. And when they closed it, I was like, I hadn't had it for so long. So I'm down there. I see there's one. I'm like, awesome. So I'm trying to find it, and I I don't know how to this day how I made it back to the hotel because like the GPS takes me to like a dead end street in the woods. And it's like your destination is to the left, and I'm like looking left. There's like two like squirrels humping over there. I'm like. This, this isn't Fridays. So I'm like, I got to go back to the hotel. Screw this. I'm so mad. I go back. I put this, my hotel address in and the thing takes me to the airport. Like, I know it's still this day. It took me like five hours to get back to my hotel. Never got my Fridays. Thankfully, we won the championship. Yeah, it would have been a disaster if we had. <laughs> it would have been just, this story would have a lot worse than it. Atlanta's a tough city to navigate anyway. It's, it's it sucks getting around. Like, it, it's a cool oh, city. Oh, I do. I, I've been there a dozen times. I hate it It sometimes. sucks for big events because it's so, you, you basically have like two downtowns. Yeah. There's like, Five different parts of town. Like nothing's nothing's in the same area. You can't get anywhere fast. The Marta system sucks. Oh, I told you we were late for the Wichita. We got there at halftime because the media bus there was Rex. Oh, you just and I was on the media. I took it the sucks. media bus. And, it's terrible for big events. Yeah, people. I think I was on there with uh, I can't remember who all was with with me. It was most, mostly production people from television, but they were just. 
we were talking about with like, my friends because we all ended up having to stay in different parts of the city. And so it kind of it, it was not like New Orleans the year before where it's, you know, you, you're going you're going to Bourbon Street, then you're going to the game, then you're going back to Bourbon Street. Like New Orleans every, is a great part. Everybody knows it's where so you're easy. going. You're, like you, you'd see people from like from home that you didn't even know were in New Orleans when you were there. It was just, it was great. Yeah. And then like Atlanta, we were talking about when we when we left on Monday, me and my buddies. We felt like we had to love the city because it was like the first national title that we'd ever experienced happened there, but we really didn't want to because it could have been a much better social experience on like the Friday and Saturday and Sunday if we'd yep. all been able to, if it'd be easier for us to all meet. No, don't get me wrong. We had a great time. We went to that that party on Sunday at the the rooftop, the UofL party, which was a whole lot of fun, but it, it just, it, it was, everything was more difficult than it needed to be. Yeah. You think let's say like Atlanta, which has hosted numerous events at this level would have Finally, somehow figured out to do it. Do it. It's a layout issue. It's just yeah. You know, it's it's only so much. I mean, they they have they have toll booths in the middle of their expressway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, who does that? Texas. I slept in my car in the Four Street Live garage after we won the championship in 2013. <laughs> well, I don't think the word sleep is the word what, you're looking for. What a there. way to celebrate! Yeah. I slept in my like. There were a couple of times in like high school or summers after college where we'd be at house parties and stuff and there was just like no comfortable place to sleep and I would just like go out to my car and just sleep in the back seat. I mean I guess I, I did that be, I probably I, I did that once or twice. Yeah, I mean yeah, probably. I mean I may have slept when I was in teenage years. That's don't remember. I mean I remember one time probably. I was supposed to play golf with my brother at like seven forty five the next morning and I woke up in my car and it was like nine thirty. I'm like well <laughs> he's already playing. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. I'm like drenched in sweat. It's terrible. Texas says Louisville fans need to stop believing that Jay Wright is coming here. If anything, he's going to fire Kyle Neptune and take back his old job at Villanova after the downward spiral that the program is in. Are they doing that bad? I haven't followed them. They're not doing great. Wow. It's not. I mean, they're not like us bad, but they're <laughs> they're below 500 in the Big East. I mean, yeah. Yeah, to preface there are levels of bad. Trust me, I know there's no one us bad. There's, I'm fully aware of that. Like they're not making the NCAA tournament, but they've they've got more than three wins. That's, I feel confident in saying that. They're 10 and 13. That's bad for them. And I wish I was in the 10 and 13. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having 10 wins right now. But, yeah, Jay, I mean, I, I, Jay Wright's not coming here. I, I don't know how many times I can say it on the show before it, we stop getting questions. Jay Wright's not coming to Louisville. I know he and Josh Herter boys. It's not happening. Would we all love it? Of course. But Did you say Jay, Jay Wright's coming to Louisville? That's for the message board. That's out. So he and Josh Herter boys, apparently. <laughs> Uh, Texas says, yeah, Trevor is going to have to finally remove that spare tire from his backseat if he plans on sleeping <laughs> in the raft. First of all, it's in the trunk, technically. <laughs> you got to get that thing back on there. Yeah. I guess I can't. Can I? I guess I could take the backseat out, or does it flatten down on winter of my car? I think it does. Just, yeah. You, you, I mean, you have a RAV. Yeah. It would have to. I was, uh, Guaranteed. Would they come, would, I don't, the seats don't come out, but they probably flatten down. They flatten down. I guess that could help make it a little more comfortable. Texas, I agree with TK. I don't fly unless I absolutely have to. Plus, he can bring he can't bring weed on the plane, or at least it's harder. I'm with you guys. I mean, I, I like driving way more than flying. I guess I can bring it back, but I can't take it there. I mean, you technically you can. You just have to get away with it. Yeah, it's just a matter of the quantity too. I mean, how much? But no, it's no point. I mean, not right, not worth the risk. No, God no. Not when I can just buy it there illegally, especially exactly. I'm buying with two or three other states on the way there as well. If you ever come back from college, the Denver airport is hilarious because they just they could not care less. About I, I know people that have flown out of Vegas since it's been legal and they don't really give two believe. I mean, a that. woman pulled 
a bag of candy that I had out and was like, what's this? I was like, it's candy. And she's like, just put it back in. She's like, why is it open? I was like, because I was eating some. <laughs> put it back in the bag. I'm like, yeah. I wasn't even, who cares? Like, you know, it's, it's so amazing. They, there are bigger problems that they're worried about than people trying to fly back with a little bit of weed from Colorado. It blows my mind too because I just remember the first time I went to Vegas in 2000 or 2001, my 21st birthday. This is before 9-11. Like I went with, we just like pre-rolled like a cigarette pack full of Chase and put it in my pocket. <laughs> And like walked on the plane with it. Different like, time. Yeah, 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 doing that. Different, different bud too. <laughs> Trust me, way different. Texas says uh, at the women's game yesterday it was a great crowd, ten thousand plus strong. We have a different gear when Macasa yeah. Robinson gets fired up. Also, nobody feeds the post as well and as often as Narika Kono. I love the new starting five. CC and Jones off the bench provides instant offense too. Yeah, she. Kristen Carr did not start yesterday. She's, I mean, probably our second best offensive player. Certainly our best shooter. And Walls seemed to, after the game, indicate that this is the way it's going to be. He's like, she's like, she's going to come off the bench. There was, there was no matter of fact. It wasn't like this is a matchup thing, or she's had a good attitude about it. It was like she needs to understand that this is the way it's going to be, and she, she played well today. So I love the fact that that kind of crowd on a, on a on a big women's game. I mean, the ladies deserve that support. The environment's I wanna, awesome. I love it. Yeah, every game. I mean, if you go to any women's game, no matter. Who I, playing, I know. I see. Yeah, you're going to be blown away by just how into it the entire crowd is. Especially if you've gone to like men's games at the same time. Well, now again, the men's crowd on Saturday was great. When when when, but the women's, I mean, you've got it's, it's they're into every almost like old school crowd for yeah. sure. They're 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 very passionate. It's an awesome atmosphere. And they deserve every minute of it. So I'm glad they get it. Texas says my buddy sent in a text that sparked the Buffalo Bill conversation six months back. Justin made the this is supposed to be a KRC text. I've got no idea. I was like Buffalo Bill. I was like what? Think, when did we have a Bills discussion? I think a Buffalo Bill. I'm assuming they're talking about oh. Sons of Lambs. I told you the guy that, that the show on like nine seventy that's playing sometimes in here when I get here, dude sounds just like Buffalo Bill. I I mean I kid you not. It's like I walked in today and I was like, "Would you want to bleep me?" <laughs> like I, I'm like that's what I'm hearing when I walk in here. Where'd you shoot the balloon over <laughs> the Atlantic Ocean? <laughs> oh, I did hear about that. Why'd you let the spy balloon fly over the whole country? <laughs> <laughs> if you put the balloon in the skin, it doesn't get the hose. They got balloons coming for us. Um, I heard you mention this on Friday uh, that you you and you said, and rightfully so. I had no idea about this balloon at that point. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah, thanks. But I have heard recently it has been shot down. Got shot down. Got shot down over the uh, past over the Atlantic. Yeah, over the Atlantic yeah. and done dead. Yeah. Balloon's gone. <laughs> got blowed up real good. Now there wasn't anybody in it, right? No, that we know of. <laughs> if there was, they're not anymore. Bloom Boy, if, gone. If he ain't dead, he ain't happy. <laughs> a major pain there for you. Texas, ha, I hope Terrestrial Radio didn't catch that B word. I heard it nice and clear on the stream. Eh, I'm sure they did. That's fine. Oh, so the stream now works, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, how convenient. It's the context. <laughs> Texas, would you guys mind stepping outside to see if a giant white balloon is blocking your signal? <laughs> it's the perfect time. <laughs> Uh, Cesare, your boy, says, ask Trevor why cigarette smokers are the worst companions at the lower ninth ward in New Orleans. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. I don't, I don't, you're judging from your reaction. Do, I, do, do you want the story? No. Come on. Do you want it? Is it radio appropriate? Kind of. Okay. The hesitation has me terrified. Okay. So down at the final four, you've been to Bourbon Street, right? Yes. It's it's fun place, man. Drinks. And you, you can't throw a rock without finding a strip club. This is true. And so we're down there. There's a group of us. He's among them. And our friend Paco, was, is who he's referring to. Uh, I'm the only Louisville fan, by the way, in this group. Which, Long story short, we decided we want to find a more 
interactive strip club. So we get we end up on the ninth ward at a strip twenty four hour strip club in New Orleans that is I kid you not in a strip mall. It is right between a massage parlor and a family dollar in a strip mall. And we get there and Ruben left his window rolled halfway down because he was smoking on the way there and forgot to roll it up when we went in the club. And we came out, uh, almost everything in the car was gone. Oh, God. Yeah, that's what he's referring to. <laughs> I, I actually cleaned that, that story up a lot. I, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I won't even tell you. <laughs> it is Monday. It's a little early in the week to get that list. I mean, who, goes down, who goes down to a 4 a.m. strip club in a strip mall? <laughs> People who don't care about having their cars robbed. <laughs> On that note, let's take a break. When we come back, I've, we, we, I, I want to talk about the Jim Bayheim thing. I've got to get to it. I know. We've been teasing and, it forever. I know. And a final couple quick thoughts about last night's, uh, not last night's, but Saturday night's game against Florida State. And a look ahead briefly to this week, which starts tomorrow. Early week this week, Tuesday night game against Pitt. Take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. It's the Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Right things. So is it? Are they all from '97? Technically, all '98. '98. I was thinking '98 at the beginning. But this, this was Princess Diana dying. So this was like this song was number one in early October of '97 through April, uh, February of '98. Okay. Okay. So these were all number one songs from '98. They all were number one songs, uh, including the emphasis to the theme, "The Too Close," which was number one. The week of March 5th when we last lost our 20th game season. Oh, that's a good theme. I should have picked up. It was in honor of the 20 lost seasons. But is it bad that the the Marilyn Monroe version is so much better than this one? I don't don't even know. This is the only one that I know. Oh, you don't know the... I mean, there's not... I knew it was a remake. I mean, it's not a lot of remakes. It's just mainly the first verse, I guess, but... The only thing that this reminds me of is so... (laughs) Danny, podcast driver, had this thing where... Well, before senior days for Louisville basketball, he would call me. Remember calling people when you used to like call people on the phone? And he would, <laughs> <What's that? laughs> he'd leave me a voicemail, and he would just—he's a progressive commercial already. <laughs> he'd sing a rendition of like this, where he'd be like, "Goodbye, Terrence Williams," you know. And, was, and I every year, like I lost it. He'd be like, "Will Scott was making threes," and just it was something about the senior day. And he did like three or four years in a row, and I laughed my ass off every time. And it ruined "Candle in the Wind" for me. It's all I can think of now. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I just noticed it's it's ungodly warm outside for 
Yeah, I don't know why I'm wearing a hoodie today. It feels great. The last few weeks, I also walked inside. They finally took the Christmas tree down inside. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, you mentioned that. That's great. The candy canes are gone. It's they've February. Been replaced by Tootsie Rolls there at the front. Where no, those have been there for a while now. Oh, they have? Yeah, I just haven't. They're, they're still there because I've been sick all week. That's why they're there still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty much like a lie. Uh, TK is back <laughs> in the saddle today. He's been healthy. He's been happy. He's been having a good time. Uh, we've, we've teased the story a bunch of times, so we have to get to it. All right. The biggest story from the weekend that was in ACC basketball had nothing to do with Duke Carolina, had nothing to do with Louisville, Florida State. Don't tell ACC that. It didn't. Jim Beheim is, there's something to be said for like getting old and just saying whatever you wanted all the time. He's taking it to a different level. It's to the point where like even Syracuse fans are like, okay, maybe he just needs to retire. Like well, maybe, maybe this needs to be done. He was winning a little more this year. They wouldn't care as much. The, and the thing about this rant is it came after a win. They beat Boston College over the weekend fairly handily. Nah, but they're still they're very much on the outside looking in when it comes to the NCAA tournament. They're unless, not going to be in the tournament. No. And Bayham apparently has just taken this, this time upon himself to say, it's not us, it's the state of college basketball. It's building a roster, <laughs> it, it sucks. Here was the quote. He's not lying, though. I mean, he's 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 old. Like, it's not for him. It's different from what he's used to, but... It's, it's definitely different, yeah. He said, this is an awful place that we're in in college basketball. Pittsburgh bought a team. Okay, fine. My big donor talks about it, but he doesn't give anyone any money. Nothing. Not one guy. Our guys make like $20,000. Wake Forest bought a team. Miami bought a team. It's like, really? This is where we are? That's really where we are. And it's only going to get worse. It's crazy. That's why those guys got out. That's why Jay got out. That's why Mike got out. And that's the reason they got out. The transfer portal and everything is nuts. It really is. Now, he's not He's not lying again. He is lying. Well, they did kind of buy a team. I mean, Wake Forest didn't buy any. Wake Forest's best player is a D3 transfer in Tyree Appleby. If they bought him, they were competing with, like, Samford well, to get him. Just because they're cheap don't mean they didn't buy it. Syracuse has, has had – Syracuse, he's talking about his one donor guy. That the all-shot guy who's bringing you know rappers to the games, who made straight up made the one million dollar offer to the, to the kid who winds up committing to North Carolina. You've got recruits that are going on t- trips, trips talking about how they got to take plane rides with rappers. Like Syracuse is trying to do this bigger than anybody in the ACC. They're just sucking at it. Yeah. So he's he's out here being like, well, we don't we're not paying any guy. And he's like, our guys only get paid twenty thousand dollars. Like they're still getting paid. <laughs> That's a lot of money, yeah. And Steve Forbes had to come out and, and have a quote. And More said, Derek Coleman made. Steve Forbes says, I don't have one player on my team that got NIL money to come here, which if you've looked at his roster, definitely adds up. They got no talent. They didn't out-compete anybody to get some big transfer or some big recruit. He probably shouldn't have said Wake Forest. They were a bad example to make. Pittsburgh was a good example. They did buy a team this year, pretty much. I mean— They have five five new starters, all transfers. They're new, for sure. I mean, well, Miami, we know. Miami's the one example you want to use because and we know they yeah. paid 200K. And, I mean, Miami's been open about what they've been doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. They paid Nigel Pack 200K for both seasons that he's going to be. I, I'll tell you that. I was I did KRC with Nick Roush the day Neil became official, and I, I told him right there, the day is the day you start the, the U part three. I mean, it'll the Miami will be back. They're not getting the results they want. but well, yeah. Not yet. But, yeah. but, I mean, like, you know, Pitt's roster, they brought back, their best player was the guy that brought back John Hughley, who's been hurt all year. Yeah, the big guy, yeah. But like the guys that they brought in that that lit us up, Blake Henson was a transfer from Ole Miss who did, I did mean, nothing. I mean, you you can bash them for the level, but the the, the point is they still they did, did still just bring in a whole new team that they paid for. You know, I mean, you don't you have no idea that if that's how they got players. I mean, I think that their NIL deals being made, but that's every team in college basketball, including Syracuse. And Bay, I'm saying that. Like he, his point is just it, it's absurd and it makes no sense. And so then you've got 
Brandon Knight, who played at Pitt, was a really good player for them in, in the Big East days, and now is a he's a he's a big time uh, assistant. I think it was a dude from Stanford. No, Brandon. That's Brevin Knight. Yeah, Brandon Knight was a, a big time player. Yeah. Almost did a half court shot at the Big East title game when they uh, when they Not, lost to when they played UConn. I remember him now. Yeah, I always got the two mixed up or something. Well, now he's an assistant at Rutgers. So this is like this is somebody who is a big time college basketball assistant. He responded Rutgers. to to Bayheim and said, "This sounds like sour grapes." Next time, ask and then he tags at the real Bayheim how many teams he bought before NIL was legal. <laughs> Don't throw stones in a glass house. Remember, you've been coaching a lot of years, and a lot of us know who got paid. He's again not also lying either. So then Bayham comes out this morning. Syracuse said a lot. I mean, Washington, Pearl Washington, and the name comes to mind right away. I feel like I've said this a million times on the show. I'm going to say it again. Everybody at some point in time has paid for players yeah. in some way, shape, or form. It's, I'm sorry. It, it has. Like anybody who's casting stones about the way it's done now or the way it was done in the past, probably, as Brandon Knight says, uh, is living in a glass house. So Bayham through Syracuse. Issues an apology this morning by saying, I would like to clarify remarks I made in a conversation I had with the media member following our game on Saturday evening. I apologize to the schools I mentioned. I believe the ACC member institutions are in compliance with NCA rules governing name, image, and likeness. It was not my intention to imply otherwise. You didn't imply anything. You straight up said these dudes bought teams. Was that is that the, that's that's the kind of the uh, I'm sorry I offended you apology? Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sorry I said it. I'm just sorry you didn't like it. But the thing is, no, it, it, he's it's just a straight untruth. It was not my intention to imply. You didn't imply anything. <laughs> I don't know if you know what an implication is. If, if I just say like, "Hey, man, two plus two equals four. I can't come out the next day and be like, "I if you implied if you took any sort of. Um, implication for my statement that maybe two plus two equaled four. I apologize for that. Like, no, you straight up said specifically <laughs> laid out programs that were cheating. Like, I mean, get out of my face. Like if you're going to, to apologize for it, expand on what you meant. Don't just say, I'm sorry if you took it the wrong way. To imply would be like, there's certain schools out there that are uh, just, you know, getting new lineups with uh, paychecks. Maybe. Or if you, you just mentioned, you know, I think, I think there's some stuff happening at Pitt that maybe is, is, is not, above board or something like that the problem a, is it is all it's all board now exactly I mean, that's the thing and that the, the whole thing is just so well see i think that's that's kind of where Beheim's upset and and in the old man where he's like yes and, and brevinite's not wrong Listen, if you think that that syracuse wasn't paying some guys in the 80s and in the early 90s and if you think Derek coleman in cash checks and then you're just delusional first of all i mean that it, it is what it is but i mean and i'm sure there's others too along the line but i think what Beheim's problem is now is that it's like they at least had to work hard to hide doing that. Like now you can just do it willy nilly. Like it's too easy now. But Syracuse is doing it willy nilly. Like they've got recruits flying oh, everybody in jet rappers. But Syracuse like <laughs> way more. They got they got millionaires sitting courtside at games who's offering recruits million dollars and talking about it. The problem is they're just not getting these kids because nobody wants to go play for Jim Bayheim because he's 185 years old. <laughs> That's what he's pissed off about. I mean, I'm sorry. I like Bayheim for the most part. I think he's getting the, the old crotchety old man routine was cute for a little bit. Now it's just getting dumb. I mean, him. I don't think it's a routine. I think he's just a crotchety think, old I, man. I, I think mean. you're right. I think, and he's you know he's getting into it with student reporters and stuff about valid questions like, but that, and they're sucking. Like that's the, that's the big. It's it's time, Jim. And it, the, it's, it's time it's, to call it a career. And it's, I don't again. And I don't think it needs to be, you can even use old man with Jim Bayheim. I mean, if you've seen Bayheim in the '80s, I mean, the dude has never been shy to say what he thinks on his mind. Yeah, but this is like not many in the Big East were along with John Thompson and others. But at some point, it was like pointed. Now he's just like kind of making stuff up and also just seeming mad about 
stuff that he has no business being mad about. I mean, I don't think he's, again, I don't think he's making it up, but, but I don't think – you're right. I mean, it's hypocritical for him to be mad because they're trying to do the same thing. They're failing at it. I mean, that's the difference. But they I mean, are doing like, – like, Wake Forest did not – Wake Forest, yeah. Is, again, I agree is a bad example of what he mentioned. Miami and Pittsburgh. He's just throwing out teams. Yeah, that that he shouldn't have – he should have thought more about it. And everybody's that. doing the same thing. Like, it's like saying – it's like throwing us in the group. Like, we didn't buy anybody. Look at it. We're 3-20. and 20. He just sounds like somebody who's old, and he's using, like, terms that he hears. Like, people who just, like, throw around, like, well, it's – it's all the woke stuff, right? It's wokeness. And like you're just like, well, what does that even mean? Like you just you heard something like, on the radio. Like wokeness is something new anyway. Yeah, exactly. It meant something different a lot like like 2 years ago and now it's just changed to be like anything that you don't don't like. I, I mean, he's just he comes off as It's sad for me to see him at this point cause I love when I hear people rant about wokeness. It cracks me cuz I'm thinking do you realize that like it the scheme of what you're describing as wokeness has been in this country for decades and thousands, hundreds. I mean, it just has a different name from back when you're trying to cancel Elvis Presley from shaking his hips to, to Tipper Gore. It's, there's always been some version of it. It's just, it's always had a different name. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, but yeah, you hear it now and it becomes like, we do this with words all the time. It just becomes something totally different. Yeah. And now Beheim is kind of, he's just, he's, he's buying to the mentality. Just, I don't like it. He's end of an era, though. End of, I mean, and, and when I say era, I don't mean just our childhood, but what college sports was before nil. Yeah. It should be, it should be past the end of his era. Like, he, it's, his career got extended because they made a few runs, unexpected runs yeah. as low seeds because college kids don't know how to go up against zone when they've got two days to prepare. And, as a result, now we've got 78-year-old Payheim just here embarrassing all Syracuse fans on a weekly basis. Was that 14 years the last one they made? They went to the Final Four in I'm not forgetting one. 16, I believe. Was it one? They went and they got hammered by North Carolina. Um, you're right, yeah. You're they beat right. Virginia in, in the Elite Eight. That was your Hopkins actually coached some. Yes. Yeah, he went four and five as interim. And they weren't very good, but no. they, they got And played. they missed the tournament. This will be the second straight year. Which he's never missed a tournament more than two years in a row. Yeah, well, they're they're heading that direction right now. They're not getting players. We um, the, the other update that we wanted to get to, and I'll, I'll say the name now. People have been talking about this, the second player from the African Basketball Academy. That can we call it the ABA? No, because <laughs> every time you say that, you say the long version. All I hear in my head is the ABA because it's technically the NBA. Academy is what they're, they're called. Like, but you, call, you keep calling it the African Basketball Academy. It's the ABA. Well, we probably just, whatever. <laughs> There's a, I, I've been hearing for a while now that their second player is coming out of there, and people are like, what's his name? I'm like, eh, it's not really my place to say, because uh, from what I was told, they're like, don't don't say the name. But now it's getting out there. And so I, I feel his con- his highlights are, are being posted. He's taking a visit to Ole Miss. I retweeted his tweet earlier today. Oh, yeah, competition. And it's good because his first name's Churchill. I have no idea how to pronounce his second name. Um, or did you Abbas Abbas A B A S S is how you spell it? Did you tweet it out or anything? Yeah, I, I just tweeted a link to his highlight video because it's it's been out there. He's a six eight power forward, dunking all over everybody. Big time wingspan. I've got no idea if he can do anything besides dunk, but he definitely can dunk. We've seen that. So keep an eye out. He's going to unlike Emmanuel Okorafor, who people were saying he's he's probably like a low mid major prospect uh, if you're translating at the D one level. This kid, Churchill Abbas, is going to, to generate some high power conference offers. Like he, he's he's the best kid to come out of this academy, according to people that have followed it. Um, but keep an eye out. I think Louisville 
has the inside track there. But his highlights are now they're, they're making the rounds. He's starting to get some attention. Just keep an eye on that name if we're looking at trying to build next year's roster. I'm sorry, I went to your Twitter account to see the highlights and I got distracted by the seven year old ref. Seven year old ref is so good. I mean, isn't I'm, that not incredible? Are we not going to acknowledge the mullet on top of the it? mullet? The mannerisms, the mullet it's perfect by itself alone is glory. It's so good. It's I mean, so that good. is awesome. That's little. That's like little Trevor out there. Ref. I I refed games when I was like 14 to 15 years old. Well, he's seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. Texas says, does Trevor hate John Morant now after the athletic story came out that members of his entourage were pointing guns at Pacers employees? I've not seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Seems problematic. I don't. Uh, one, I, I'm not going to hate John Morant. He's. I love John. Kind of just a, a duplicate Russell Westbrook, but uh, I'm not going to hate John Morant. We're pulling guns on the pay. You might be lucky that wasn't Jamal Tinsley team. They had to pull him right back out at him. Texture says, quote, we decided to look for a more interactive strip club. And then he says, I have so many questions. Please get TK on the podcast this summer for an AMA. You don't. If you have to ask, you won't be able to forget the answer. That's, uh, that's, it took my drink. Texas, Mike, you should know TK always sides with the old guy hot takes. I'm, well, I'm old. You, but you're also like part really young. Not really. Even when I was 30, I was 45. With certain things. I'm. I mean, you're either you're either 15 or you're 75. Yeah, there's no in between. But I'm only 15 when it comes to my humor. Yeah, 75 when it comes to like just life in general. Texas, I haven't gotten to listen today. Kids are excited for hashtag TK to AZ. I like that hashtag TK to AZ. I mean, it, it works to kind of do a video thing yeah. if I don't get to go. Because I, I, I want to talk to because I feel bad. Like these guys, these kids, like I don't want to. There's going to be like some kid in that class that's going to end up like the goalie from the Hawks. He's just, his life has been ruined from one moment <laughs> because of the triple deke or Trevor not making the trip. What I want from this is for like in 15 years, <laughs> one, one of these kids to like text the show when we're still doing the show in our 50s and 60s. And they're like, you know what? Trevor saved my life that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's going down a dangerous path. And what what did, did what grade is this again? I forget. Like, I don't even know. He, I, I don't, I'm not sure. The message he sent me since the time I playing dodgeball with him. Like we can put me. I'm gonna get arrested for assault. <laughs> I mean, but then he grade seven through twelve. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely doing the uh, the Billy Madison though. You guys are in for big trouble. <laughs> but the, see, but then I think like you get your ass kicked. Like, like oh I, yeah, I, I can see you being like oh yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I compared it to uh, on Friday. I compared it to Cartman like cheating to get in the Special Olympics <laughs> and then getting dominated. That's what it would be like. It's like all right, now it's time to really kick these kids ass and like, they're just like lighting you up. I like where they have Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire. Yeah. <laughs> Texas, we should do a whole show of stories from people who went to or celebrated the 2013 title game in March to give us fun basketball talk for a day. That's a, that's actually a good idea. Well, can, well, the New Orleans one's from the game we lost in 12, actually. that's Those stories yeah. are more entertaining for me than the championship stories. Yeah, the 12 loss. Bourbon Street was so much fun. It was. I had so much fun that when I went back to it when we went to the Sugar Bowl. I didn't even actually hit Bourbon Street much. I got all my Bourbon Street out of my system that that was my first time there too. On Sun, yeah, yeah, in twelve. And when so I went, when I went back in January thirteen for the Sugar Bowl, like I just I just more enjoyed the uh, the Cajun food. Like went to it's restaurants and stuff, and stayed away from Bourbon Street. It's a lot for sure. Yeah. The only cool thing about the twenty thirteen, the only cool story I have was getting to hang out with the trophy in the team hotel afterwards. That was awesome. Close for me is just being on the court when they're cutting down the net. God, that's that's cool too. I don't know if I'm on video anywhere, but I mean, I was I was twenty feet from like Kevin Ware when he was about to do it. So that's awesome. Yeah, that was the coolest part for me. Texas says, uh, with LeBron passing Kareem, can you please admit that he's the GOAT? This is your boy, Cesar, who's 
I think trying to get a rise out of you. He does. He's not going to get me. He knows I think LeBron's a B word. Texas, why did Ellis drive in for two? We had we talked about this. Texas, I, by the way, we have not talked about the L. Ellis, the layup before then, where he just hit the complete bottom of the backboard. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I was like, oh. when you drive to the rim with your head down and just hopes of getting fouled as much as L. Ellis does, you're bound to get some ball on the backboard hits. I was surprised it hadn't happened yet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. It's just, he's putting his head down and going straight in and just hoping for the best. You're you're going to get moments like that. It did. Uh, pretty big, big Monday tonight. Actually, we've got, we got? Uh, three top twenty teams in two two in the two sh- uh, showcase games. First game, seven o'clock ESPN. Duke, which is now trying to get hot at the right time, on the road taking on number nineteen Miami. Blue Devils uh, are eight and four in the ACC. Miami is nine and four in the ACC. The Hurricanes are a three point favorite. TK, who you like here? Miami beat them earlier this year, did they not? Miami got no. They lost them. Was at, it at Cameron? They were up. They should have won, and they got beat by two. It was a close game. I'm I'm going Miami in this one then. The, the, I'm going to say cover and win. I like Miami more as a team. I think Miami's a better team. I think they are too. I, I'm still. I guess I haven't watched it that much, but I mean, yeah. I'm big on Miami. I think they're going to. I think with the right draw, they can make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. I think Duke wins tonight, though. I mean, it's all about. The, I mean, they're, their backcourt and get hot again, like it did yeah. last time. That's that. But that you can say that literally about 64 of the 65 teams in the tournament. For sure, for sure. I think that they've got uh, they've got the guards to definitely make a run. Duke. Maybe getting a little bit healthy at the right time. I think they win this game. I think the the ACC gods aren't going to let Duke miss the NCAA tournament or have it even be close. They get the win tonight straight up. Uh, 9 o'clock, the bigger game, though. Number 5, Texas on the road, taking on number 9, Kansas. Uh, Texas 8-2 and two in the Big 12. They're now the leaders in the conference. Kansas 6-4 and four in the Big 12, looking to fight their way back up and try to win that thing. They are a four-point favorite at home. TK, who you got? Uh, I'm going Kansas. I'm not. I'm just not big on Texas right now. I I correctly picked them. I was good on Friday when we did our games this weekend. A lot of them were bad. Like Texas was looking bad. I took them to pick to win at Kansas State on Saturday. They did. Um, I also I told you this right when I took. I, but I had the Iowa State over Texas game. I think on Thursday or whatever. When, when's the last time we? When was that we game? both took Iowa State. To, I think to beat yeah. Kansas at home. I'm big. I like Iowa State. Like, I like that. Well, Iowa State doesn't lose at home. That, that's the safest bet you can make. They don't lose at Hilton. They're not going to lose at Hilton. They're incredible at home. Yeah. Um. But I, I think I also told you when Chris Beard got fired, I think Rodney Terry winds up getting this job full time. He's definitely in the driver's seat right now. But this is Kansas night. I, I'm. It's tough to pick a Big 12 road win at this point. The teams in the conference are so good. Besides Texas Tech, who we somehow made look like the the Texas Tech team that almost won it all. I've got Kansas tonight. I think they win and they cover. It's a good game, but they pull it out late and win by by six. That's what I'm going with. I don't think there's another game. Two big ones tonight. Should be a fun big Monday. You got Rod tonight. I don't even know what's going on around. Yeah, all the night. I still, I still never got to watch Royal Rumble. I know who wins. Yeah, and it's um, it's not Roman Reigns. No, because he wasn't even in it. Because the winner faced Roman Reigns. It was Cody. I, know, I picked a I picked a bad one. It was Cody Rhodes. He came in last and won and hurt. All right, everyone, have a fantastic Monday night. We'll <laughs> see you guys right back here tomorrow at three for game day. Louisville getting ready to take on Pitt. We both got clear our throats <laughs> at the end. I know. We'll talk to you guys then. Have a great Monday. <laughs> And it seems to me you've lived your life like a candle in the wind, never fading with the sunset when the rain set in. And your footsteps will always follow you along England's greenest hills. Your candles burned out long before your legend. Never will.